Hey everybody, you're listening to Zam on the Gram with your host, Joe Zambri. Now, thank you all for coming to the last episode, and today we have a special guest. And I'm really excited to share this with you because uh, this is going to be so dope. Now, I'm just going to make sure that she arrives. Mm-hmm. Where is my special guest? Late to the party, I see. Oh, oh, hello. Who are you? I'm MZ. Now I need to ask you, who gave you permission to be on this show? Um, someone, <laughs> someone named Jack Doris gave me permission to be on this show. Jack Doris? Who the hell is that? I don't know who that is. He's the singer of the best punk rock band in Toronto, bitch. Tommy! Hi! Oh my gosh! People are joining. I'm so nervous already. This is crazy. All right. So this uh, excited individual that's uh, guesting on my show, um, or more or less uh, just uh, invited herself onto my show, is <laughs> MG. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I invited <laughs> MG. MG is one of the... It was like, so, uh, it was like Sunday. The 22nd, we're doing a podcast, and I was like, oh, shit. I originally meant next Sunday, and I saw that, and I was like, all right, looks like we're doing this Sunday. And I'm glad, because I have nothing to do today, so this is great. Yeah, most people have nothing to do today, and that's why this podcast will be lively. So uh, this podcast is brought to you by a past blue ribbon. Um, it's terrible. <laughs> it's nice around. It uh, is. To you by Miller High Life. Uh, yeah. I've never had this beer before, but some dude from my high school said it to buy it. So. Yeah. So today's special guest is one of the coolest and most rad photographers this city of Toronto or has to offer. The Greater Toronto area. This amazing punk rock photography being done, and it's all being done by MG. So, welcome, welcome. You know, it's funny. All right, all right. Enough. <laughs> Dude, I feel like by now, like hanging out with you, I should have learned how to take compliments, but I still can't. I don't know. That's what I do. I compliment everybody. I'm like, you're cool. You're rad. What the hell? I no, I, I don't. I don't do that. I don't do that. I've never asked anyone to marry me. I was like, I just go to the bar, and I'll, I'll wait for the band to like have a quiet moment, and I'll just say, hey, will you marry me? This yeah, one is like, awkwardly quiet. Just grab the mic. Honestly, the band's performance doesn't matter. Yeah. And, Yo! Oh shit, yo, what's up? I see you at all the STMV shows. Sorry, I'm checking the chat. Am I supposed to do that? I don't know how this works. Yeah, you, you can read the chat. Uh, the, the beauty of the chat is you can answer questions uh, when they come up, and uh, no matter how ridiculous they might be, and uh, go from there. Now, I had to invite MG on the show because um, out of all the people I've ever met in the music scene, I've never met someone as enthused and excited as MG. Um, <laughs> Except myself, except myself. Like 10 years ago when I st first started getting into music or like live music, I was basically like the spitting image like of MG. Like I'd go to the shows like, hey guys, what's up? Like just taking photos of everything and like. So in 10 years, I'm gonna look like you? Exactly, you're gonna look at me. You're gonna, you're gonna wear the, the retired punk rock hat, which is the one I'm wearing. Uh, and in case you guys don't know who are watching on Sp listening on Spotify what the retired punk rock hat is, it's the one that looks like uh, I don't know, the Robert De Niro hat, like, <laughs> from uh, Godfather 2. <laughs> I've never seen a movie. I'm not, I'm not good with movies. I get distracted. Oh. Wait, what the fuck was that? <laughs> okay. I'm not telling you, actually. I'm not telling you. You don't get All right, me. all right. So, MG, uh, elaborate on yourself. Tell people about you and what, what the work you do is. And 
any interesting projects you might be working on. I really should have prepped for this, eh? Okay, well, I'm MG, and I shoot shows, and I have a lot of fun doing it, and yeah, I've been doing band photography since I was, like, 16, and then I had to take a fat-ass break because of viruses and stuff, Yeah. and got back to it when everything opened up, and it's looking like it's going to be my full-time career, which is very exciting. It's just rough right now, but mm -hmm. it's just a baby photo. Ooh. I have my YouTube channel for local metal bands in Ontario. Yo, that's awesome. Send me a DM about that. I, I want to hear about that. Yeah. So what local metal bands have you been listening to lately? <laughs> local? Okay. Okay. Look, I'm, I'm a core kid. I'm into hardcore, bro. You wouldn't get it, bro. So I've been listening to like more on like the, the medical hardcore side of like local bands, but I've been really into like cohesion's really good. Fucking Russ, really good band, Die Alone. I was talking to you about Die Alone, I think. I really like Die Alone. Yeah. Oh, I love Die Alone. I listened to their um their first EP. It's fucking phenomenal. Yeah. And okay. I, I listened to Cohesion um very briefly, but I haven't really digested their material yet. You know what I mean? So and Russ, I've heard Russ for a while now. But at first I heard you say Rush. I'm like, Rush is... Rush. They've, been around, <laughs> they've been around for a while. I don't know. Why. I guess I like, technically they're local. I don't know about anymore. Um, yeah, I was gonna say, well, Rush is like uh, a local metal band, I guess, <laughs> in a weird sort of way. They might be. <laughs> yeah, my mom, she sang in a Rush cover band, and I've been meaning to like, just like figure out a way to do a cover with her, but I don't know any Rush songs at all. Oh, well, do you play any instruments at all? Like, I don't think I've ever asked, but... I, 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 noodle, I noodle on guitar. Um, I used to play bass a lot more. And then I got mm. a guitar. And then I actually tried playing bass a couple of days ago. But it's been like just leaning against my wall and it's warped. So the actions are like, like the strings are like that high off the neck and I can barely push down. So I have to go in for a setup. Yeah. But, so basically what you're telling me is you can play the whole orchestra. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The whole orchestra, electric bass and guitar. You know, what what Bach intended. I see yeah. you play, I see a little bit something. Oh, barely. And just like you, it's just kind of been leaning on my wall for the last like few months, and I barely play the thing. Um, yeah. I enjoy bass guitar, but like uh, since I've been in lockdown and um, since I've moved, there's no real like guitar stores near me. So I'm like, uh, do I really want to mission it to buy more guitar picks? Eh. <laughs> You should get a pick punch. You need to get a pick punch. That's like the best thing ever. My friend gave me one, and like it comes with ten sheets of plastic, and it's like oh, it's kind of like a staple. And then a pick I, I I I used to have one. I I really? did. Yeah, my ex uh, had given it to me. She's like, here, you like guitar? Here's a pick punch. And I'm like, I'm barely gonna use this thing. And I'm like, yeah, you just take a credit card and you just put it in, and a guitar pick comes out, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay, so I remember. Deep shit with your credit company, just turn it into guitar picks and you won't get in trouble. It's fine. 100%. Yeah. I just take my boss's credit card, just put it into the pick punch, and yeah. there you go. I can make live music out of it. Um, <laughs> but no, like, uh, I stopped playing guitar for a little while, so I was like, you know what, do I really need this anymore? And I just got rid of it. And then lately, I'm like, you know what, I should probably start practicing again and get back into it. And now I have no picks. My last one snapped, and I'm like, and then I was stranded in COVID. Next time I see you. Just, you're going to just hand me a guitar pick. I'll hand you like three guitar picks, multiple. So, Joe, under one circumstance, you've got to buy me a beer. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's the MG way. <laughs> like, hey, 
Joe, you probably shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, Joe, uh, you look kind of fancy. Like you're wearing expensive clothes and shit. You can afford to buy me a beer. Like I get targeted <laughs> out. In the golf bag. <laughs> yeah, it's like he has money. Next time he's gonna bring his golf bag with him too, and uh, <laughs> start swinging okay, clubs at the club. <laughs> Man, yeah, that's funny. No, I was thinking about that earlier today too, and I was like, "Shit, what? I'll find other avenues. Don't worry, I'll be from the yeah. bartenders." You know, yeah, I always find yeah. a way. MG always finds a way to all the homie shit. What? Salute, salute. In case you guys don't know what we're drinking, we're drinking uh, PBR and uh, Miller, right? You have Miller. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's yeah. Oh, yo. All right. You got the No Sunshine Collective shirt on. Oh, No Sunshine Collective uh, changed my life. Uh, yeah? <laughs> you no, know, I mean, I like them. <laughs> Are you like, celibate now? Like, <laughs> Am I what? Are you celibate now? Like, what? what? How, <laughs> I listened to No Sunshine Collective and thought, I don't ever need to watch the sunshine ever again. I'm just going to stay in the darkness. And uh, and I believe that's a good idea. And they inspired me yeah. to like stay in darkness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, same. I listened to No Sunshine Collective and blacked out all my windows. Uh, <laughs> I, I so, just had to, you know, when we get off of this one for the podcast, we could have the good lighting. But I totally see what you're saying. My no, I, an all-time love since listening to No Sunshine Collective. Yeah. No, I remember the day I met you was at what Tale of the Junction, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That, that was that was funny as hell. I tell you. And I remember that day. It was like. Um, what bands are playing that day, if you can refresh your memory? Sunlust, right? Was that the one with Numb Tongues? Was that, like, the funky show? I no, no. Like, shows at Hill of the Junction, they all kind of, like, melded together. Yeah, I believe it was Wednesday Bender, Sunlust. Yes! And it was, um, what's that fucking band? Oh, with the awkward scenario, I'm trying to remember. It was, um, El Paladin. <laughs> yeah. El Paladin, oh my gosh, yeah. They're sick. I just saw some pictures from a show they played at the Kill Room. And mm. uh, Hamilton, and it looked so cool. I, I pulled up after, but I was already at the show, but it looked like really good. Yeah. I want to see how it again, too. Now, I got to ask you a question about, um, you know, pink leather jackets. Did you already know, like, the Kaluchis, like, before that yeah. show? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I actually fucking, I love those guys. Um, Yeah, I met them, like, right before COVID. I think a couple before a couple months before COVID. I know I saw them play live once, and then I went yeah. to their meeting video shoot and then we kind of got to know each other a bit more and then COVID happened I'm yeah. trying to think I know they wanted me at a show at Tale of the Junction when things first came back and that's how we like reconnected and it's been yeah. so awesome getting closer with them like it's, just, it's a great group of guys good guys yeah well I, I remember that uh I remember that day because it was just like uh I showed up at this venue I'm like where the fuck am I is this the place <laughs> and I just kind of show in and I mean the Tale of the Junction is kind of an interesting bar. You go in there, there's like regulars usually, and you're like, who are these people? They're not here to see the bands 100%. They're just like... <laughs> I think they live there. I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, I always see some borderline weird stuff every time I go there. Like, um, it's insane. Yeah. yeah, I remember one of the first times I went there. I think I was like 16 or something. Yeah. I was 16 17. No, it was definitely 60. I remember I was there, and like, this dude walks past the street and I'm wearing really bad jeans and he looks at me and he's like, your hip, your pants look like hungry, hungry hippos. And then he just walks away and like, in the bar. but it was so weird. He was that were so scary. And it's like, why are you making fun of my pants when you're wearing that, man? What the heck? Yeah. Well, 
I distinctly remember this. Like, I came in there, and I just sat with Darren for a bit from a lucid smog disorder. And, you know, he's, like, one of, like, the most funny, like, friendly guys I've ever met. He's like, Joe, welcome to the show. Thank you for coming. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely, Darren, any time, man. He goes, yeah, man, you're a rock star. You're the best. Thank you for coming. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And then you walk in. Hey, what's up, everybody? Like, what's up, homies? Like, you know, you're doing your MG thing, right? And, um, and I'm like, who's... Darren ever said to me was, I love you so much. And I'm like, you're the man. I miss him so much. That is a very Darren thing to say. <laughs> I think the first thing he ever said to me was, dude, dude, uh, I like your jacket. <laughs> I was like, yeah, thanks, man. I think at this point he's told me he's loved me more than like my mom has. And that's fine. Oh. You know? Well, D Darren, uh, Darren likes to show the support, you know, and that's uh -huh. what's important. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like I remember I talked to you because uh, you talked about your photography and I talked about my art and it kind of just seemed like a similar kind of thing. Like we're both doing uh, supportive things in this industry and but we're tackling it from different kind of sides, you know. And I remember yeah. like I was like, yeah, MG's cool. And Darren's like, oh, yeah, I'm so, I'm so glad you guys met. Like, uh, no, it's, uh, it's, like it's perfect because you two are like the creative ones in this uh, industry. Like you're supporting, you're supporting local bands. Like. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I was actually thinking, I was saving this for the podcast, but I was thinking, like, it'd be really cool if we could collab on something, where I, mm -hmm. like, take architecture photos in the city and make them black and white, and you do your cool mm -hmm. drawings over it. I think that could be cool. I think that would be awesome. I'd love to collab with you sometime. Um, and I think we did talk about this at the, um, at the supermarket show. Yeah, that was the, yeah. I think that was the last time I actually saw you in person, was at the supermarket. And then yeah. all hell broke loose in the scene, like. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. It was like, what, a week after everything shut down, or like something was, like that? It was like a couple days before it all shut down, like. Was that the last show you went to? I might have been. I think, hmm. I think, it, I think it was. It was the last show I went to. Because the follow-up show was uh, Black Budget, Wednesday Bender, and Lucid Smog I was going to go to. And it worked out because I did artwork for all those bands. So it was kind of like. You're the guy. It, it, yeah, I was looking forward to it. I was promoting the shit heavily, and, like, the show got canceled because it was that day of the shutdowns. Oh, my gosh, that sucks. Yeah. Mean, yeah it was the 18th, right? And then I guess the last of everything was the 17th? Exactly, and it was uh, kind of tragic because that, that was an awesome lineup. Like, that was phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, it'll happen again. It'll happen again, I'm sure of it. That was yeah. supposed to be hard luck, too, right? The hard luck. What, I'm, I'm sorry, which, what, what was that show again? That was supposed to be on the 18th. I think that was hard luck. Was that hard luck? No, that was... Yeah, actually, that was. That was supposed to be the hard luck. Yeah, you're right. So yeah, it would appear that... Yeah, MG has a better memory than I do. That's for sure. And I, was I like, really I... don't have any memory, so that's saying something. Yeah, I was like, the last time I saw you was... Uh... I was like, the last time I saw you was the bovine. You're like, no, it wasn't. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like uh no it definitely definitely wasn't the bovine it was uh wrong yeah <laughs> that's super my good show yeah that was definitely something man you oh, know yeah. I, I miss ozzy oh, oh my god ozzy <laughs> what, a, what a guy yeah that that, that, that... oh my bad oh yeah. yeah you know what i don't think i would have been able to make that show i think i got booked for the mm. no side show like months in advance for that yeah, so that night, it was kind of like an awkward night for me because I was running a couple of events during the day, and there was a couple of events after hours that I got invited to, and all of, all of them got canceled that day. 
<laughs> like all of them. So yeah, so I was doing this event for my work. Uh, it was like kind of like a work event where we had this big party in our location. And we spent a ton oh, of money okay. on it. And it was like, we invited a bunch of people and they start showing up and there's nobody. There's like no, no guests that showed up. Um, so we spent like thousands upon thousands of dollars like running this thing and like we had like decorations and live music and like nobody came. <laughs> I would have, yo, I would have come with that. I so I sh- yeah, but it, it was all like, it was like a preppy event. It wasn't like a rock event. It was like, you know, fancy people coming in, having champagne and like, <laughs> you know, so I show up and my coworkers just glare at me because like, uh, I'm in charge of the advertising for this company and nobody showed. So I'm the easy one to blame, right? Like. So yeah. I come in, I'm like, fuck, they're going to murder me. Like, there's nobody here. <laughs> like, <laughs> I come down the stairs, and there's a saxophone. It's just, like, playing the saxophone, and there's, like, nobody there. Like, he's performing for no one. There's, like, a live DJ, and there's a mixologist. Like, <laughs> was... Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. That sounds like, that sounds like something. It was awkward. That sounds like something. Did you at least have fun? Did you, like, hang out with your coworkers? And did you just kind of show up, and you're like, all right, everyone go home. I changed my mind. <laughs> No, they gave me the silent treatment, and I had a wine with the DJ and the event promoter. That's, that's how it went. And we were talking about how bullshit it was, because uh, the Lucid Smog show got canceled, and the yeah. Sunlaw show got canceled that night, which were the two events I wanted to go to after. Oh, you were going to go to Seascape after? Yeah, it was... Well, I, like, at first, the Lucid Smog show got canceled, and I was like, that was my plan. You know? Oh, yeah. I was going to dress up like a preppy, because I was wearing a full I- suit, and uh, we love you, Darren. We love you, Darren. Uh, Darren, we love you. you. <laughs> uh, no, like, I was wearing like a full suit, and I was going to show up to the punk show in my full suit because I was at this fancy-ass <laughs> event before. <laughs> like, <laughs> That would have been sick. You either would have gotten like pulled up on stage and congratulated or bullied by every single person there. But you know, nah, I guess, I guess they, never know. They know what I'm about. Like, <laughs> We know you're living that, that professional life, that office yeah. job. Yeah, the Jekyll and Hyde, you know, Jekyll and Hyde. <laughs> so, like, uh, do you remember the first event you've ever covered, like, like photography-wise? Yeah, it was. There's this venue in Ajax. Oh my God! Only good part about Ajax. There's this venue called Rotilicious. It's just yeah. in the basement of a roti shop, basically. Like, the roti shop rented it out as a jam space, and then they started doing shows there. So it's like the grossest place ever. I love it so much. Um, mm. So the first show I. The first show I ever shot was 2018, October 2018, yeah. yeah. I was, like, freshly 16, and I'm trying to think. It was Black Cat Attack. Korea yeah. was, like, some band from Peterborough. Mm-hmm. Shit, this is a crisis, I think? I don't know. It was, like, I'm. it's escaping me now. Google Drive fucking deleted my photos from that show. Mm. So I can't even, like, look back now and see who it was. Yeah. Oh, Coach Bombay, they played. I'm trying to think. It was lots of, like, more Eastern bands, I guess. East of Toronto. Okay. Well, that, that's awesome. You know, I haven't really been to many, like, Ajax venues before. I mean... There, that's the only Ajax venue. One second. Wait, Hassan. I was at... Yeah, I was there. It was Rust and Die Alone. I was there. It was sick as fuck. Um, yeah, no, there's Delicious. There's this place called The Edge. And I uh, think, like, people hang out there and, like, dad rock cover bands play there. Like, I have, like, no interest in going there. And then Rotilicious isn't doing anything. Like, they haven't done anything since pre-COVID. But, you know, mm. the guy who runs it, like, he has kids and everything. He's a legend. His name's Evan. He has, like, he has a lot going on in his life. So, like, you know, no rush for yeah. that type of I do miss it, for sure. Now, if there's any band you've ever wanted to cover or, like, take photos of, like, what band would that be? 
Ooh, you know what? This one hurts to say because it's impossible. But title fight, I'm not sure if you've heard about title fight, but they're like, I know title fight. fight. Yeah. You like title fight? Yeah, I like title fight. Yeah. Woo! Then title fight. Like rest in peace. It would probably be title fight. Turnstile is definitely one of them too. Yeah. I want to go to the Turnstile show in uh, was it May? That's happening. Did you get yeah, tickets I, at all? I applied to shoot that show, so I'm hoping I got a media pass. Ah, uh, that uh, good luck. Fingers really crossed for that one. I applied to shoot Pop too, but I might actually be on tour <laughs> when they're in Toronto. So. But you literally are me from 10 years ago, because, like, I was getting all, like, the media pass shit and, like, going to, like, all these events and the crap, like, <laughs> it's fucking so, crazy. When I'm, when I'm, like, 29, I'm going to look like Jerry Seinfeld. That's what oh! I'm <laughs> Yeah, you're not the first person who said that. Like, you know, the funny thing about that is, why do they call me Seinfeld? I don't know. <laughs> like, wait, I, fucking ha I have a sitcom soundboard, like, okay. Oh, my God. I have it at ready for these podcasts. Like, uh, How many buttons do you have on that? Oh, I have, uh, you know, the, the disc one. So next time you uh, call me old or Seinfeld, I'll do this. Oh. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you know. okay. I'm keeping it in my pocket, though. Like, I'm going to keep the soundboard thing in mind, but I'm not going to do anything specifically for the soundboard because it has to be organic. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, la last time I did like the sexy music, and Jack was like, "What the fuck is that?" Like the <laughs> yeah, he's like, "What? What was that? What? Why are you playing that?" Like, <laughs> like careless whisper or anything? It's just no. I was, I, I would play that. You know, it's funny that saxophone guy from the work event I was at is like, "Oh, dude, are you gonna play careless whisper?" He goes, "Fuck! Every show I go to, everyone asks yeah. me to play that." Like, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. I do feel bad for sax players. Uh, well, you yeah. know Starship Experience? Yeah, I know Starship. Okay, yeah. you know Luke from Starship Experience? He plays sax. Mm. He said the yeah. exact same thing to me. Oh, really? Yeah, I want, yeah everyone not, just asks for Taylor Swift. It's the same thing like with drummers. Like Everyone wants like them to do the Pornhub beat. You know, like the... Like, every drummer's told me that, too. They're all like, Seriously? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never heard that. That's funny. That's... I've never heard that being requested ever. That's that's hilarious. Really? Yeah. Oh that is... I find like band practices, the more intimate settings, but like I find like half the time if I'm hanging out with people, like with a drummer involved and it's more intimate, like it's either me or someone else is gonna ask for them to play the Pornhub thing. Yeah, I mean <laughs> that's, that's that's fresh. I mean I like that. But yeah, no, like, saxophone t players hate their craft very seriously, so you never, ever ask them to play Careless Whisper, you guys. Like, they hate I that shit, so they, don't. You said they hate their craft very seriously, and I was like, based on, like, some of the saxophone <laughs> players. They, they take it and they hate it. They, they hate it seriously. <laughs> yeah. I remember my brother used to play saxophone, uh, mm. like, in, like, his school band or whatever, and he'd be practicing. I remember being five, but I, like, hated it. I just remember, like, being, like, sitting, being like, Argh! Yeah, I, I used to play trumpet at like high school and stuff like I hated it I hated it and I'll tell you why I wanted to play the drums but the teacher's like you have four options trumpet trombone uh flute or clarinet and I'm like I guess trumpet it seems the less difficult that's true you do seem like a trombone guy I'm not gonna lie really I could see you with a trombone for sure Most of them trumpet, yeah yeah I'll just join a ska band just playing trombone like that's true. 
No, Joy Luce and Smog Disorder. Like, force them to be a Scott Band. No, I'm going to be the uh, kazoo player, you know? Just, um, oh that's how it's... I have a kazoo somewhere. Oh, I know oh I here it is. Oh, here it is. The kazoo. <laughs> okay. I won this off of uh, Tina from the Gens at her um, Christmas Zoom meeting. Uh, Chris Kringle. <laughs> oh, really? Where they? I feel like I was supposed to go to that, and then, like, I ended up, like, doing something. I forget. Oh, Man, okay. How was your, how was your Christmas? Even though it was like three weeks ago. My Christmas. Oh shit! How was that? No, it was good. You know, I'm Italian, so it's a lot of time with family. Like, oh, you need to eat. Like, <laughs> 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 no, that's that's basically what it was. But also, you know, um, it's pandemic, so it's very smaller, intimate. It's not like anything crazy. Yeah, yeah. The hot, the highlight was definitely hanging out with the Save Toronto music venues guys in the in the stream. Like that was oh, hilarious. Oh my god, that's nice. I should have dropped in that. I, like yeah. I. Hope- like, I don't know. Actually, yeah, I did have COVID. I wasn't even doing anything. I don't know what I was up to. Probably, like, uh, just get out of it. I don't know about you, but, like, with social media and stuff, sometimes for, like, two or three days, I'll just, like, completely, like, fall out of it and, like, not <laughs> interact with anybody. I don't know why, but... No, I'm guilty of the same, 100%. Like, there are days where I'll just post like a madman, like like three or four posts, and they're like, Joe, you're <laughs> posting way too much. And then for, like, two weeks, I'll go missing, like... Like, all right, peace. Yeah. I thought you died. Like, <laughs> so. No, that yeah, happened yeah. to my last podcast is I just kind of went missing for like two years and I showed up like, and they're like, what happened to you? <laughs> like, I have a podcast now. I was buying yeah. a microphone. That's what happened. <laughs> 100%. Speaking of yeah. which, where the hell did I put my microphone of mine? Ooh. I usually take out a fake microphone on this uh, podcast, but the, oh, the jig is up. Know. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Yeah. I'm really, yeah, with social media, like, I'm bad at posting on my photo account, too. Like, I have, like, mm. like, I'm sure, well, by now, I, I actually counted. I'm pretty sure I've been to, like, it was, like, around 50 shows since, like, stuff opened up I'd been to. So, like, mm. I probably have, like, 200 bands worth of photos in my Google Drive, and, like, so much of it is not posted. I just never feel like looking at the photos again. It's, like, after I send them, I never want to see them again. I'm done mm. with it. I don't want to have to nitpick myself anymore, so I don't post them, but I need to get back on it for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm kind of similar like that with design and stuff too. Like I look at some of the work I've done in like 2012 or like 2014 and I'm like, oh my God, why did I do that? Like, it's, yeah. it's so embarrassing. Like, <laughs> For sure. Plus like with graphic design, like I guess like trends like kind of pop up and stuff too, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you know, like, art thing that was like the 2016 like that was new and now all of a sudden it's like overdone do you know what i'm talking about like the disproportionate people that are like blue and purple and stuff yeah i know exactly what you're talking about yeah (laughs) with like time like eventually i find like people will like hop on and off of stuff obviously i don't know too much about graphic design but like Mm. that's to be like a little factor of it speaking of graphic design shout out heaven mag okay if you're watching this or listening to this Follow Heaven Mag905 on Instagram. I'm providing photos for the Dean. Issue 4 is coming out soon. Had to do a little plug. Had to do a little shout out. Give them a follow. Thank you so much. Awesome. Amazing shout out. Speaking of shout outs, you should listen to. Uh... <laughs> no, I don't know where I was going to go with this. I was going to say you should support Save Toronto. For the soundboard, man. That was good. That got me. <laughs> Guys. You should really uh, support Save Toronto Music Venues. It's um, a serious thing. We must rescue all the venues from shutting down from the evil corporations who are trying to take over. 
Those fucking bastards. I'm sorry. <laughs> the real estate investors. <laughs> I've seen so many venues come and go over the years, and so many bands just disappear. Like, why don't disappear? I'm like, where did they go? Are they still alive? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like, that's happened with, like, a couple of my buddies' bands. Even not as much disappear, but, like, I don't know what's going on with them, but I never, like, for some reason it feels weird reaching out to be like, hey, are you still a band? So I don't. But I am kind of curious with, like, a few of them, you know? Yeah. Well, I remember Ash had to reach out to me from Safe Toronto Music Venues. And she's like, do you know any female-fronted, like, punk bands that are active right now? And I'm like, no. Because, <laughs> like, all the, ones I, all the ones I knew broke up, like, like two years ago, like, three years ago. Or, I, and they're great, I mean, but I just don't know. Angie Queens, which is both, like, Valerie Knox and the, those are, like, the female, like, punk bands I know. Yeah, or at least the ones I know became huge and are like, good luck getting them. Like, Emil and the Sniffers or, like, Sheer Mag, like, you're not going to get them. Like, yeah, yeah. I guess you just have to start a new band. I'll be the female fronter. Oh, yeah. Ah, PDRs! Boom. Wait, no, I'll give you some background music. Wait, not 50s, but the 90s. Okay. okay. So, uh, shout out to Wednesday Bender who are in the stream. Um, I love Wednesday Bender. They're the greatest. Yeah. Um, I remember, I think the last show that I saw them play, I think I just kept yelling random obscenities at them. Like, <laughs> not just not obscenities, but just random ways to say their name in a funny way. Like, uh, Joel, Joel and Kiwi. Yeah. Yeah, I went to a couple of their practices. It's kind of funny. Last time I told them, like, I'll edit and send you photos if you give me weed, and they gave me weed. So I'm pretty sure I'm never going to have to buy weed again. Like, I think I'm just going to keep shooting Wednesday Bender practices, hoping for the best. Yeah, well, I hope so. I mean, it's good to freeload off the bands we're trying to support. (laughs) I am giving them that. I am giving them photos and editing and uh, good times and happy and big smiles and hey man, can I have a beer? It's all coming from me, you know? Yeah, 100%. That, that is, uh, uh, MG is like the Darby crash of the Toronto punk scene. Like, yeah, can I get a beer? Like, I want one beer. Give me a beer. I, okay, see, the thing is for me, like, I don't even, I don't think I've ever gone to, or I've definitely been very, very drunk at shows, but like not really like since COVID because I can't because I have all my gear on me. But I find lots yeah. of shows, it's like second, third, fourth show in the row. I'm just like socially exhausted. So then it's like, okay, like I'm going to drink a beer so I can actually talk to people and make connections and not like sit there in the corner, you know? hundred <laughs> percent. I totally get it. And like, I'm, I'm the same way. It's a, yeah, I like to party. I like to like get wild at these shows, but at the same time, I want to network and talk to people. And if I'm an incoherent jackass by the end of the night, like uh, no one's going to want to work with you, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I could definitely get in- incoherent, you know, if I drink, but uh, I'm very complimentary. You know, I've heard that from quite a few people. One of my buddies, I was hanging out with him Thursday, but I remember once he texted me and he was like, thanks for that voicemail last night. That was very complimentary and interesting. Ha ha ha. And I was just like, what are you talking about? And he's like, I don't remember what you said, but it was very nice of you. And I was just <laughs> like, what? It turns out I just like, leave, I leave a bunch of people voicemails if I drink too much. And it's always really, really nice. So, like, yeah, it's always like, you're the best, man. I'm so glad I met you, bro. Like, you're my homie, and, like, you make me laugh so hard, and you're so good at bass, and you mean so much to me, and wow, wow, everything's 
I feel like if there was one word you could associate with MG, it's homie. Because I, I think I've heard MG say that word more than anybody I've ever met in my life. <laughs> like, I hope so. I hope so. I guess I haven't shown you my business cards. I'm like almost out of them. I like. Yeah, no. Like, you want some shots, homie, right? Hey, homie. Yeah. Want some shots? Yeah. That's like my tagline. And when I first got the business cards, I think I was like 17. So I was giving them out. And it was like implying that I was giving people alcohol, even though I was still totally underage. I can't wait till MG is like 28. She looks at her business card she made when she was like 17. Like, why the fuck did I put homie on my business card? <laughs> I totally realized, like, I don't know. I like keeping my life low, but it's also like, I'm honestly, like, I don't even know if I can offer professionalism, and I don't know if I want to offer professionalism. And, like, I'm having fun. Yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of weird that way. Like, I'll offer professionalism, and then like, there's, like, a safe level of jackassery mixed in there. Like, okay, he's not 100% serious. Like, <laughs> like he's coming <laughs> off. <laughs> it's, like, it's not like you want to work with someone who's not fun to be around, you know? Yeah. Like, I've talked to bands who have done shoots with other people, and, like, a couple of them have just been like, yo, the last shoot we did was so fucking awkward. Like, you kind of got to know how to have fun with it, wiggle around. Get all loosey-goosey. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I used to do, like, uh, fucking college radio, and, like, some of the bands I'd interview were hilarious. Like, you can tell that they were just living life. They just loved being interviewed, and they used yeah. that platform to just say whatever they wanted to say. There were some people who took their craft so seriously that the moment you even asked them a bad question, they're like, why would you ask me that? <laughs> like, <laughs> what, like, qualifies as, like, a bad question, then? Oh, like the ba- the question bands always hated was, um, what inspired you to start making music, or like, how would you identify your sound? Yeah, like, uh, those are the two ones they hate. You know. Interesting. Okay, I feel like the first one's like I think the first one's like kind of interesting. The yeah. second one, the only reason I would hate that personally, if I was in a band, it's because I'm so bad at picking like, my and stuff. It's like mm. I would never know how to answer that question. You know what I mean? Yeah, and then there's some bands that just don't want their sound classified. They just want to be creative as artists. And every interviewer asks that question. Uh, everyone, it's like, no, what do you know? It's like, did you not watch any of our other research? Did you not research us or like check out any of other bands or, or like interviews? And I'm like, no, I didn't. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's, that's, that's me. It's kind of funny. Like last minute, I had the chance to opportunity. Or, I mean, sorry, last minute I had the opportunity to interview, uh, do you know, like, Steve from Puff, the guitarist? <laughs> I did, like, this whole interview with him. I was, like, super hyped up on, like, caffeine. I was, like, extremely nervous, and I was talking, like, too much. I was giving the most basic questions, and then I realized, like, yeah, like, if I'm ever going to interview someone, I should probably do some research. Like, I know Puff well. How, 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 how did he react? Was he, like, serious about it? Like, he was he was pretty serious about it. Honestly, I should like listen to it again. I'm not gonna lie. I remember telling him the story and how I like got blacked out at pub. Like I was just way too drunk. He was like, "Yeah, I felt the same way." And he was like, "Wait, no, but I wasn't drunk or anything." I remember that was funny. How long? You, you know the irony is the irony is uh, the band that took it way too seriously was Pup. <laughs> that's the irony too. Uh, yeah, they were the last band I think I interviewed. Um, before I stopped my radio show. This was like 2012, I think. Just be- this is just before they put out their Teeth album, you know, the their first one. Oh, yeah, 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 the subtitle. So they had just changed their band name from Topanga to Pup at the time. 
And I had them on for that show. I was like, so why did you change your name? He's like, we felt like it. Like, it was like, they were just like, not happy. Like, I was like, ah, ha, ha, nice, awkward interview. And they just like left and became like the biggest band like ever. Like, oh, do you still have that interview? No, I wish I did, but. Um, oh, oh my gosh. I mean, there were some so- other ones that were pretty good. Like I did Career Suicide and, um, ah, fuck, this band, The Rabbit Hole, they were very good at the time. Like, uh. Sorry. But uh, no, the Career Suicide one was probably my favorite one because um, I interviewed the singer from that band and um, they, we basically invited the whole punk scene to just like watch or like listen in. And we're doing right now. The funny thing was it was, um, it was not really a punk radio station. It was just like a general music station of just indie music from Toronto. So there was like, see, there was like R and B and like rock and hip hop and all that kind of stuff, and it's just all these hardcore punk guys who took the genre so seriously. We're like listening in, and I thought I'm gonna fuck with them. I'm just gonna play R and B like right before <laughs> Suicide comes on, <laughs> and these these people were getting so angry, like furious with me in the chat, like, yo, is this a fucking joke? <laughs> yeah, you're like forcing them to expand their music taste. Yeah, no, they were mad. Like, they thought I was there mocking their genre. I was like, a little bit. I was like mocking them, like, the way they take it so seriously. But no, I, mean, I'm, I, was, I was massively into hardcore punk music at that time. So for me, it's like, no, I love this shit. But at the same time, I can't just play the stuff I like if I'm co hosting a show, right? That's it's, totally fair, yeah. That is totally fair. You said you had some single mother stories, too. I saw the pictures you sent me. I have a single mother story. Um, so some single mothers hit on me once after work, and uh, no, no, you're talking with the band. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah. So um, fuck. North, North by Northeast. Um, I'm not sure if they still do that. Uh, the North by Northeast festival, but it's a North. Yeah, it's a Northeast and Northwest. North they have there's there's South by Southwest and there's North by Northeast. They do both. Oh, oh, okay. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually surprised. <laughs> okay. I'm surprised about how little I know. I'm not going to lie. Like, I know what's about me. That's it. Like, <laughs> so it used to be like, um, we're talking like maybe 2011, 2012. Uh, North by Northeast kicked ass. Like, uh, they would do this free show at Dundas Square every year where they had these <laughs> high profile bands. Like, uh, the first year I went, Iggy Pop was playing headline. Say it, eh? Yeah, like, the, so- the Stooges were there. I was like, and it was the reunion show. Like, they had the Stooges playing at Dundas Square for free. Damn. And it was insane. Like, unbelievable. And, I mean, I'm not sure if how much you're into the Stooges music, but their fan base is pretty uh, pretty wild. <laughs> like, I, I honestly don't know. It was just a waft of marijuana smoke, just whoo, all Dundas Square. <laughs> like, uh, but the you next year... Oh, I was just gonna say uh, something. Something I've noticed, like basically every show I go to at a bigger venue, like Phoenix, Danforth, whatever, there's always some smoking a joint or something, and I love it so yeah. much. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. But like um, the thing about Dundas Square is, it's like it's huge this place, and it's packed every year. And the following year, they had the most kick-ass lineup I've ever seen at the Square. It was um, this band Mets was opening up. It was like their first tour. Like oh, right, be- right, be- right before they made it big, they had an audience of five people. Like nobody showed up for Mets. <laughs> no, <laughs> nobody cared. Mets? And I was like, "Yeah, Mets, M E T Z." Okay, I thought you said Mets for a second. Just Mets, sure. no, Mets. 
I know, and like smoking meth, no one cared about it. <laughs> no, and they're huge, like puppets, like Mets. Like they're they're a big group now, but like they opened for like fifteen people that day. Uh, Dundas Square, like nobody cared. Yeah. This like, was what, this, this would have been maybe 2012, I think, yeah. with Mets playing. And then this band Rusty played after them. And they were like an alternative band from Winnipeg in the 90s that decided to do a reunion show. They even brought their kids on stage. It was like, it's kind of cringe. <laughs> it was, it was oh, so yeah, cringe. Yeah. And then yeah, fucked up. And then yeah, it was yeah. fucked up. And it was hey, fucked up's David come to life tour. Um, so fucked up played right after them. And then uh, off with uh, the singer of the Circle Jerks. And Descendants headlining, and this was Whoa. a free, this was a free show, and it was insane. Like, holy shit! It's one of the best shows I've ever been to in my life, and it was phenomenal. And um, of course, I got to cover the event because I was working with this magazine, and I had a media pass. So we all went to the Horseshoe Tavern because um, it's basically those shows every venue across the city. Yeah, of big bands from all over the world that come to do this. And this band, Cattle, Single Mothers, and the White Long were playing. Mm-hmm. And so I get there. I know nothing about the Single Mothers. The opening yeah. band was like a folk group. So I'm like, I have no idea what the Single Mothers sound like. They probably yeah. suck for all I know. Probably. So, so they come on stage, and their singer looks like Zach Galifianakis of No Teeth. He just comes onto the stage. <laughs> and I'm like, who is this guy? You know? The bassist comes out. <laughs> comes out wearing like short shorts and a Hawaiian shirt and I'm like who is what the fuck so I'm like I have no clue what kind of music they're gonna be playing like sometimes you just can't tell yeah uh, and I have one of those expensive like big scope cameras with me oh so and I'm not a photographer but I was doing the media shit and I if I knew that say. if I knew they were a punk group I would have further backed away like with that expensive camera at the horseshoe but no, immediately this, the band starts playing, and the singer of the single mother starts, like, hawking loogies at the crowd. He spits right onto my lens. Right on my lens. I'm like, fuck. Oh, my gosh. I'm so jealous. I would have cloned him. That is it. Oh, my God. A mosh, a mosh pit ensues, and the, and the basis of uh, the single mother kicks his bass stand as hard as possible, and the microphone lands right on my skull, like, full force. Oh, my God. Really? It, it hurts so fucking much. Like, I've been there. I've been there. You've been there? Were you at? I'm not sure if you were at that show. I think uh, it was a SDMU show. It was another one at Taylor the Junction. But I remember I was like walking off the stage, and the mic stand like I wasn't even in anyone's way, but somehow a mic stand just like full on like hit me in the head. I was like, oh, oh shit! And, like, Maybe it was. Heads like, and stuff. I don't know. I definitely have brain damage from this, but that's okay. Oh, I remember that same night. The one of the guitar players got electrocuted by the the mic stand over and over again. Like there was some shock. <laughs> Coming out of the thing, like he's like, yo, my mic's uh, electrical, but he was like the only guy getting zapped. Like, <laughs> living, living color, living color. Okay, apparently it's like the promotion company is Living Color, and then the actual venue is still called Tale of the Junction. That's that explains so much. That plenty explains of, a lot. Yeah, plenty of interesting experiences there. There's always like, there's always like two or three dudes there. They just, I don't know, they just look like they're in like the Russian mafia or something. Yeah. Chris is really nice. Is really nice, though. So I remember getting really pissed at El Paladin's fans that day, like at, at the show, because 
it was kind of like this frat boy mentality, I guess, of just like all these guys that kind of showed up out of nowhere. They started doing this huddle, like they're h- hugging each other, like doing yeah, one of these. Yeah, high school vibes. And they're like, uh, they're like videoing each other, and it was kind of annoying. And I'm like, maybe because I'm like dinosaur punk, I'm like, kids, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm by the front door of the venue, and I have like my arms folded, like fucking kids, like. <laughs> and, uh, I can see they're kind of interfering with your shots. Like, I see you, like, trying to get your shots, and, like, they're trying to, like, go in front of the lens or, like, block you. That was more so Ash. And, and they're also doing it to Ash. I, sorry? And they were doing it to Ash, and they were doing it to you, I saw. And I was getting so mad. I was like, kids, like, you're ruining the shot. <laughs> like, and yeah, and they were borderline just disrespecting Ash. Like, she's, like, the event promoter. Like, just give her some space to do what she's doing. None of you would be here if it wasn't for what she's doing right now. Like, yeah. give her the space to do her work. Um, so two of these kids, I mean, th- these kids were obviously underage, like, 100%. Yeah. And they got to show up, and they're, like, drunk off their ass. And one kid's like, yeah, I'm just going to step outside for a smoke. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I just open the door. I close it. I lock it. So they can't get back in. <laughs> Yeah, so apparently that one kid, uh, his drummer's, his cousin's the drummer of El Paladin, and he drove all the way from, like, uh, I can't remember where, to, like, see his cousin play, and I locked him out of the show, so the whole show, they're, like, banging on the door, and I'm, like, laughing my ass off. Shit, I kind of feel bad for them, but also, I've been on the other end of that, where I was, like, an underage, drunk, stupid person, but also, like, yeah, like, they got into some of my shots. It's more so Ash. It's like, I'm getting kind of used to people that, like, pissing me off. Like, remember the supermarket show? There were, like, these random dudes who kept being like, take my picture, yo, take my picture. And, like, that yes. was, you know, it's just something I'm slowly getting used to. And I feel like it's something I shouldn't really have to get used to. You know, like, I know. It's one thing if someone's, like, just in the shot because they're having fun. But it's like, once they start putting their, like, hands in front of my lens and their face in front of my lens, it's like, Okay, like this is kind of my job, and I'm already really hard on myself. So, like, you know, I just would like some space. <laughs> I think I saw Osmond doing that. I think I may have saw Osmond try that. Like, he put his like, fingers yeah, in front of yeah. the lens. Like, I'm like, you fucking idiot. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Again, it's, so, it, it's just like everything. Like, I, I just kind of recognize a lot of the stupid shit people do at shows. It's just because they're in the heat of the mo- moment. Like, there's music playing. They're probably drinking, you know? Like, yeah. I remember once I was at a show. It was a hardcore show. And uh, the singer of the band, I was like, up close taking a picture. And he comes up and he starts like hitting my lens with his microphone. So I pulled my lens away and I put my camera away because, like, this wasn't, I wasn't hired for this. I was kind of pissed. I was like, what the fuck? Like, don't hit my glass lens with a piece of metal, you know? Um, yeah. And I lashed it out. I was only mad for like two minutes, but then I started lashing and it really helped. And then I just talked to him after. I was like, hey, man, probably don't keep doing that. You could have broken it. And like, he was so nice about it. He's like, oh my God, I am so sorry. I thought after that, I turned around and I thought, what the fuck am I doing? He was so nice about it. Gave him a big hug. Like, Lots but, of stupid people do it's just because of the heat of the moment. But, like, yeah, sometimes it could, you know, tick me off a little. <laughs> yeah, it really is. But I remember afterwards, like, okay, as soon as I kicked the guy out, like, Ash looked at me like, thank you. That was awesome. <laughs> that, was, that was fucking awesome. That was so funny. I'm like, yeah. But after the show, I felt bad. I let him back in. I was like, I bought him a beer. I was like, sorry, I was a douche. <laughs> I didn't yeah. need to do that. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, like, the type of stuff, like, I don't know, like, 
I find out shows, lots of stuff can happen because it's at a show. You don't actually have a chance to, like, talk it out with the person. So, like, misunderstandings can definitely happen. But, So, I remember that night, we both ended up in a really funny uh, music video. Yep. The Pink Leather Jackets, um, Downtown Living. And I remember watching Sunlust play and being blown away. Like, everybody was, like, hyping up Sunlust for me. Like, Joe, you're going to love them. Because like, I had yeah. never heard them at that point. They're great. And I watched them, and I'm like, holy shit, they're amazing. Like, holy crap. But I'm trying to take them seriously, but I can't because outside the window, I see these three guys in leather jackets huddling, doing this. Like, they're kind of, like, <laughs> waving back and forth and doing rock stuff to nobody. Right. There's they nobody out there. Like full jumps, like just to silence. <laughs> yeah, and I was cracking up. I was like, "What the fuck are these guys doing? They look like idiots right now," <laughs> you know. <laughs> and I was wearing my leather jacket too. I was dressed the same way as they were. So I'm like, I I'm so tempted to just run out there and just join them and like video bomb them. And then we did. <laughs> yeah, and not 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 exactly quite yet. Not. I just went straight to the bar and the guys came in and I think it was, I can't remember if it was Steve or Nathan or it was one of the two. I was like, guys, like that was so hilarious. And I showed them the video I took of them just outside to the music and it just looked so funny because it looked like they were dancing to Sunlust, but they weren't. Like... <laughs> Man, yeah, I, I love that video you took because you're just, like, going back and forth, too. Yeah, and uh, I asked Steve, I was like, yeah, I was so tempted to, like, uh, go out there and join you guys and troll you. And, like, he's like, you should have. We would have loved that. I'm like, he's like, we're not done filming. You should join us later. And I'm like, great. Five seconds later, Ashram Saved Toronto Music Venue was just like, want to be in a music video. And I'm like, yes, yes. <laughs> so I go out there, and I, maybe refresh my memory because I know you were out there. Mm -hmm. uh, the guy from Jesse from Starship that was there, right? Yeah. And Sean. Uh, there were the Darren, guys, like Michael and Bruce. And Darren from Lucid Smog was there, and mm -hmm. Ash, of course. I'm trying to remember who else was in this video, but <laughs> were the Wednesday Bender guys in it too? I can't remember. I don't remember either. I feel like they might have been setting up at that point. We might have to watch the video, I guess. Might yeah. But we MG based around pink leather jackets, so then people hear about them and listen to them. Like we should try to cancel pink yeah. leather jackets, and then everyone well, will know about them and love them. Well, I'm planning on doing a podcast and just to get both the Colucci brothers on here because it's like they have so many like projects. Yeah, okay. Wednesday Bender were setting up; they weren't in there. So I just remember distinctly this happening. Me and you are in the back of the place. You know, we're in the back of the crowd on the street, and they're filming. And honestly, the the music was on so low that you couldn't really tell what the fuck we were dancing. I'd never heard the Pink Leather Jackets music, so for all I knew, they were like uh, like a folk band. And I'm like... <laughs> like but we're like moshing. Yeah! Go talking to me! Oh my gosh, yeah, they're like jazz or something, like smooth jazz. Yeah, but it's like, yeah, it would, it would help if I've heard the song before to kind of get some context of how I should interact in this video, you know what I mean? That's but, a fake fan, Joe. I am a fan. Well, now I'm an actual fan, but geez. Fake fan. Okay. But That's I remember this. A band you've never heard about that randomly showed up outside of the venue that you were at. What the heck? I just remember MG just taking my hat and like putting it on her head. And then I guess because Darren was in the front from Listed Small, he just like elbows me in the face. And I'm like, oh my eye. I'm like holding my eye and like just. <laughs> 
I, it kind of, the thing is, so the videos, it's, like, lots of, like, quick cuts and stuff. I think it was, yeah. edited slow, but, like, you can, you never, like, fully see the moment. I wish there was, like, a slow-mo of you, like, I, going, like, your hat going down and, like, just everything falling apart, all your money falling. <laughs> yeah, like, as soon as Darren elbows me in the face, MJ steals my hat and all my cash falls out of my pocket, and I'm picking up the cash in the back of the music video, but you can't see that in, you can't even see it in the video. Yeah, I mean, watch me. I'm getting down to pink leather jackets. You're just like bending over, like slowly grabbing coins off the ground. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't see it because I'm like in the background and everybody's like dancing around in the front. And then like I kind of like fall as I pick up my change and everyone catches me. And, oh, and, I, and, I, and I hold my hat in dramatic fashion and I look behind me and Jesse from Starship is wearing no shirt. I'm like, what the fuck? When did you take your shirt off? <laughs> Man, yeah. I find I found that was like really funny. I've like done a couple music videos, but I've never really been in them too much. I've never been in like a party scene for a music video, so I thought it was so funny how we were all just kind of like, ha, ha 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 ha, like fake laughing and dancing, and like you were right, yeah. you could barely hear the music, so like, oh, uh, it was just so funny. It was so yeah, uh, it was just like guys act as crazy as possible, be obnoxious, and like. Do a bunch of crazy shit, and we'll get it on video. That's my forte, man. Do not worry. I showed a coworker the scene of me just like falling into all your arms, and she's like, "That is so you. That perfectly captures who you are." On camera. I'm like, "Yeah, just doing weird falling. stuff. Yeah, just I'm just falling with style, you know." Falling with style, exactly. That was, that was a B movie reference, wasn't it? That was that was fucking Toy Story, I think. That was Toy Story. <laughs> yeah, Toy, Toy Story is a B movie. You heard it here, guys. <laughs> Zem on the Grand podcast. Yeah. Man, that was a good movie. Did you? Yeah. Ever, I don't even know how old you are. What did you ever watch? Like Monsters Inc. and like Toy Story and like the older Pixar stuff when you were a kid. I watched Monsters Inc. in theaters when I was a kid. Really? Yeah, oh it was it was good, but um. I was too young to really appreciate the animation. I just thought it was like a good movie because I was like ten when it came out. So <laughs> they're like, like if you're in like they they individually animated ten million hairs for Sully, and you're just like, that's What's crazy. Or like an actual shot. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I remember watching Toy Story as a kid though, and seeing that dog it fucking scared the shit out of me as a kid. Like, uh, <laughs> give me nightmares. To be fair, that's like a weird, creepy dog. Yeah. Coming out of like the uncanny valley, like part of animation, if that makes sense, in the late eighties yeah. or early nineties, like they're well, just starting to make it look not as creepy. So yeah. there's definitely suspicious things in a. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm a nineties kid through and through. I mean, I experienced a lot of this crazy, weird shit, like as it was happening, and I'm like. Wow, we saw some really fucked up shit when we were kids. Like, I'm like, <laughs> looking back on it. Like, the whole, like, Y2K storm happened. I was too young to really know what that was at the time. I was nine. Wait, wait, wait yeah. okay, okay, you're nine. Yeah, yeah, so I, I got the tail end of the 90s, but, like, the kid stuff of the 90s. Like, I never experienced Nirvana and all that shit until, like, you know. <laughs> but I didn't experience the fun stuff, you know. <laughs> Year old, three years old when Kurt Cobain died. You, no. you weren't like holding a or anything. So my little brother, he's like, I'm a '90s kid. I'm like, no, you're not, dude. He's yeah, born yeah. in He's like, he was born in 1999. That does not make you a '90s kid. I'm just, <laughs> like, I mean, you a '90s kid, barely. Like, yeah, like me and my sister will test him. We'll be like, uh, do you know what that is? She, he goes, no, you're not a '90s kid. Like, 
You don't know. And it's like, at the same time, I don't know what you kids listen to now. I'm like... <laughs> Man, it's funny. Well, one of my one of my buddies, he's like, he's 84, I think. So, like, he's, like, told me stuff about, like, festivals he go to in, like, early 2000s, late 90s and stuff. And it seems so cool. Like, yeah. part of me, I was born 20 years earlier. Because, like, honestly, already, like, half my friends are, like, 10 plus years older than me. But also, mm-hmm. I like technology kind of, so I don't know. They didn't have Uber Eats in the 90s. But I don't know what's going on. You know what? I don't think you'd want to go back to the 90s. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the music was good, but it was also a point in time where some of the music was the worst it's ever been. And it was like, get, <laughs> it was getting there. Like, like, I'm an 80s music guy, personally, but yeah. like, I just found like the early 90s was some great stuff, but then afterwards, no, not so much. Not, like, into, not into like Limp Bizkit. <laughs> no, I'm not into Limp Bizkit. Like. Oh, no case, no style, dude. No style. I don't. I don't think anybody's ever said you have no taste or no style for not liking Limp Bizkit. <laughs> I don't think anybody's ever said that. <laughs> That's very true. You know, I'm gonna be honest. For uh, for Did years, you... people told me like MG. Like for some reason, it seems like you should like Limp Bizkit, but you don't. And I was like, yeah. But recently, there was like a chain of events that happened. I watched a documentary on Woodstock '99. My friend Tommy released a song that's kind of like Limp Bizkit, and then he also sent me a playlist with Limp Bizkit on it, and I'm kind of worried I like Limp Bizkit. I think it's happening. I don't know. I, this is, like, a very new development. Like, yesterday mm-hmm. I went to Limp Bizkit, and I was like, yo, I think I might like Limp Bizkit now. I'm not sure how I feel about it, but... <laughs> yeah. Well, you heard about what happened, right? Oh, no. Fred Durst. Fred Durst, he's no longer with us. Really? Wait, what? <laughs> Someone took a cookie and shoved it way too far up. Is uh... <laughs> Now, that's going to be a running joke on my podcast. Is we always announce the death of a celebrity that's like not actually dead. <laughs> Last episode, it was um, you know, we announced that Bon Jovi died, and we announced that uh, Trent Reznor died. So <laughs> Next episode, can it be like Sting or something? Maybe, yeah. Uh, I made some joke like um, Bon Jovi is no longer living on a prayer or something stupid like that. Or, oh, like, but yeah, maybe maybe I'll do uh, maybe I'll do Sting next time. But now everyone expects it, so I'm like, I have to be more creative than that. Like, okay, so you see, that's the thing. Like the limb biscuit thing, you pulled that out of nowhere. You know, you saw the moment. Yeah. You I took it. I, I took the opportunity, and no one would mind. So. No, 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 no <laughs> You lie about Fred Durst's death. Yeah, it's revenge for Woodstock '99. <laughs> Have you dude, I watched like, the full HBO documentary on Woodstock, and like, it was pretty fucked. Do you like know about Woodstock '99? Yeah, I know all about it. Yeah, it's insane. That's the thing. Yeah. Part of me wishes I was there so I could like take. It's like just like the photos. See, okay. The thing is, I have, like, this whole mindset. I've only been shooting on DSLRs, like, digital stuff because I'm younger. So, like, I have this whole mindset of, I want to go, if I could have gone to Woodstock 99, I would have gotten the best photos. But honestly, like... No, you wouldn't have. You would not have. (laughs) You would have been stuck in one of those, like, old school fucking cameras with the shh, shh. (laughs) (laughs) And you run out of film after, like, 30 shots, and they all turn out like shit. And you find out... Yeah. (laughs) Now, that was my childhood, is photo development. That stuff sucked. Oh my gosh, you learned how to do it? 
Well, no, because that's all that there was. Like, like when I was a yeah. kid, like, you know, you know, me and my family, we would take like family trips to places and stuff like the zoo or some shit. And my dad would have his camera. And of course, you could only take up to like 30 pictures. And you wouldn't know what the photos looked like until after you got them developed. So that's the worst part. <laughs> so I made it my mission to like photobomb every single photo at the zoo trip one day. And uh, every photo is just my dad and my sister, like a normal photo and me just like. In the in background. <laughs> we went to like some photo developer, like we got them all printed. He just opens the, the folder, like he just looks and he's like Hold on. The looks are just getting like dirtier and dirtier. Oh my gosh. Yeah. The what? Yeah. Developed, uh, two days ago and like I'm really excited over it. I'm excited yeah. to see more, but it's definitely like Definitely hit or miss type of thing, and the stakes are higher. Like on digital, like say maybe I take like like 10, 15 photos or something to make sure I get it right. On film, it's like I only want to take one photo because I don't want to waste my money, you know? Yeah, hundred percent. But you want to like pick the right photos, and that's I think the best thing about technology now is like even our phones now are incredible for like taking footage. Like oh yeah, for sure. Like technology's come a long, long way. Like. But yeah, I definitely, what I thought was kind of funny is like, I remember in the 90s, like people would take photos, like family photos, but sometimes parents would take like inappropriate photos and shit, like bedroom photos. And of course, oh, it would be on the same role because it's 30 photos, right? And sometimes they forget they take them and they get them developed and they're like, no, no, you don't get to see those photos. Let me look through. And then... <laughs> <laughs> Thank God, but it, it does. It did happen a lot in the '90s. Like parents okay, would like get. No, their... I'm glad it didn't happen. Especially was... my mom was single, so like it would definitely be some random dude. Like, yeah, know, like... no, that that was like the '90s equivalent of the dick pic. Is like uh, a family <laughs> like intimate bedroom photo that would be in the photo yeah. roll with all the kid pictures from like. You fuck dick. Okay, I don't understand why people like send out photos of their junk. You know, because um, they're idiots. <laughs> Sorry. Because they're idiots. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, fuck. Like, I'd still be like, what the fuck? Like, no matter what, if you don't like, I just think like, like genitals in general are pretty ugly. You know. Yeah. You don't want a picture of it out of nowhere. Like, <laughs> no matter yeah. what, it's like my whole like. Freaking balls, vagina, whatever. Like, I don't want like photos of it unless I'm personally. <laughs> I don't know where yeah. this came. From. No, it, it came from us talking about film reels and the shit that you <laughs> find when you get the photos developed, and then you just took it to a whole new level. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's all right. Worst stuff has been said on this podcast. No, but uh, but yeah, but I, I love like the modern day cameras are so amazing and like you can get like the most incredible shots and like the stuff I've seen yeah. you do is like incredible like at the shows like the resolution is unbelievable True. and I'm like That's fuck I gotta get me a good camera but I know nothing about photography like I have shaky hands so I'm like you gotta have like a higher shutter speed if you're capturing someone like running around and jumping and stuff so usually like it won't pick up the screen which is mm. a good thing I find video hard because, like, I also have, like, pretty shaky hands, so the yeah. video stuff I do is, like, 
I got to lend you a copy of this movie I filmed way back in like 2016. Yes. Um, it's called TOHD Live, and it was like um, I went to all the punk shows, and um, I basically just recorded like sneaky cell phone video of just like all the bands that were playing at that time. Ooh, and, I just, and I just made a compilation of it all, and it's fucking hilarious. Um, and, and there's some absolute gold on there, like um, this band Evil Boys, which were um, around at the time, are half the members of the band Smear now. Oh, really? But the only put. Yeah, Bronson's in Smear, 100%. But the only footage of that band is on that video. Like, I fucking took the only footage of that band that exists, like, right now. Oh my god, immortalized them. Yeah, and um, there's some good stuff, like Crew Suicide playing. The last show at the Silver Dollar Room, the last show at uh, Soy Bomb is on there. Wait, was Soy Bomb the one with, like, a skate ramp in there? Yeah. this was before my time, so... Yeah, there was, a skate, uh, there was a skate ramp in there. Yeah, it was like Queen Street or something, right? Yeah, no, it's on uh, Spadina, but Spadina. next to Queen and Spadina. Yeah, uh, and it still exists. It still exists? Yeah, we talked about this on the last episode. Uh, basically, from what I understand is, um, in 2016, the venue shut down. Like, completely yeah. shut down, because uh, the government was trying to shut down venues like, legit, like, on purpose at the time. It wasn't what? even just like they would. I think they just didn't want a place where like young kids would like smoke pot and like fucking party and oh. cause mayhem and shit. And they would target. You're not gonna be causing mayhem in other places if you don't if you shut down this venue. You know. Yeah, and I was thinking, well, at least they have a place to go to. If you shut down the places, they're gonna end up on the streets doing whatever God knows what. You know, if that's exactly. if that's your if that's your argument, like it's gonna be worse if you <laughs> shut down the venue. So. They were targeting all these like, different venues to shut them down. And uh, Soy Bomb, unfortunately, um, didn't have a fire escape. So that was their excuse to shut the place down. Oh, my gosh. That's and, I could, and I could see why. I mean, it is a pretty dangerous venue. It's like, yeah, if a fire was in there, we'd all die. Like, <laughs> I, I get that. Like... I go to like well I go like I go to like the kill room in Hamilton, which is like a skate park venue and the owner is like like the owner is always like really like adamant on being like, yo, make sure there's clear space, like just so we can all get out in case something happens. But like yeah, like they don't yeah. have like any specific fire escapes or anything. It's just a, I don't know. It's just the type of thing, especially with shows like you know, if you're at a place where like you can overload the power and stuff, or like an amp like could like explode or whatever, like it does like kind of matter. But also, I feel like if it's like a smaller DIY thing, like nah, who cares? I don't care. I don't. I don't, yeah. know. I don't know. It is bad, but like whatever. I, I really like DIY venues. Like the Kill Room and Rosylicious uh, mm. are like my favorite venues, and they're both like DIY, not like you know. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, but. I like it. I like that smaller stuff. It's a lot more intimate, you know? Yeah. Well, from what I understand is now, uh, someone actually lives at Soy Bomb. Like really? it's, some, it's Yeah, like, one, there's a punk in the scene. I think he's in the band Lime Ricky. Oh, my gosh. I know Lime Ricky. Yeah, like, I can't remember the exact member, but... Tyler. No, it might be Tyler. I don't know. One of the members lives there. Oh, really? That's and a- I know because I saw a friend of mine, her name's Erica. Uh, she's like, and also a local punk, I guess. She posted a video of her sitting on top of the soy bomb half plate. I'm like, when did you take that? Like four years ago? She goes, no, like last week. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what? Oh, what the fuck? Dude, I'm totally going to hit them up then. 
I'm just yeah. gonna cause I saw them in the summer I was at the park with my friend Matt and like I just happened to see my friend Charlene walk past and I'm like yo what's up she's like yo I'm hanging with Lyle and Ricky so I ended up hanging out with them uh in the summer and yeah. I would meet get them up to shoot a practice or something but like now knowing one of them lives at soy bomb it's like okay like I'm not sure if it's them that live at soy bomb or a friend of Lyle Ricky's that lives there but like they're they're the inside connection I think 100% <laughs> Yeah, those guys are super nice. I like those guys. Yeah, hundred percent. And I only, I only know like I've never actually met them personally, but I've met a couple of friends that know them, and it's like everybody's so connected in the city. Like it's crazy. Yeah. Oh, I know, right? Honestly, like yeah. I miss going to the city a lot. It's kind of like I'm in a position right now, like I'm like broke. So honestly, I can only really leave Ajax if I'm getting paid to do a shoot, and it's just been rough, man. Like I miss all my friends and everything. Yeah, that must be rough, though. I mean, like, do you ever go to, like, a show like, all the way and then end up not getting paid? Does that ever happen to you? Mm, I remember once I went all the, I went all the way to the HBO for a show, and then, but there was a misunderstanding between me and the band, so I thought I was getting paid, and then they didn't think I was getting paid, so I ended up getting, like, half of what we agreed on, um, which was, like, fine. It's, like, a long story. Basically, I was supposed to shoot them about a month before for some yeah. reason. I thought they started at nine, but they started at eight. So I showed up when there were like two songs left. The lady didn't endorse. She was trying to get me to pay cover, and I was like, "Look, I don't have cash. I'm hired to do the band's on right now. Like, I need to go in." And she wasn't letting me in. So I ended up walking past her, and she like grabbed my arm, and I like pushed her off and started shooting the band. But I really didn't get too many good photos. So I told them like, "Yo, like either you can pay me for this, and I'll shoot you another time for free, or I can do this for free, and then like we'll just continue on business as normal." But I yeah. think they thought. I'm like, I'll shoot this for free and I'll shoot you again for free to make up for it, which is not what I meant, but we ended up sorting it out. And like, no resentment. They're really good guys. You know, I know they wouldn't yeah. ever do it. Over. It was just a misunderstanding. I'm really 100%. Yeah. Like, I don't think any band directly has tried to like fuck me over. Like I find like I always end, end up working with like really good people. Well, that's good. As long as like, you work with the good people. Once they're bender are the greatest. Oh, yeah. I love Wednesday Bender. Yeah, I started going to their practices, and, like, it's always a good time, hanging with the boys. I really don't have much to do out here. They practice in Oshawa, and, like, I have, like, a couple friends in Oshawa, a couple friends in Whippy, but, like, again, really everyone's east of me, or, I mean, everyone's west of me. So, like, actually yeah. having something to do in Oshawa every once in a while is nice, too. So shout out to Bender Boys for that. <laughs> yeah. That's no, funny. Every now and then I'll wear that Wednesday Bender t-shirt. You know the one. Wednesday yeah. in the middle drinking the yeah so like people will see the shirt and go oh I love your Adam's Family shirt and I'm like it's not Adam's Family it's Wednesday Bender get it right you don't even understand oh, I gotta grab one of those shirts honestly but they, okay I have so much band merch that's the thing it's like I always want to mm. buy band merch but I just know at this point like I really have like I have enough you know I can't keep spending money I'm like I, oh my gosh it's so tempting I really yeah. like that. Didn't you do that? Or who was that? Mm -hmm. Oh, that one wasn't me. No. Oh, okay. My bad, my bad. <laughs> no. I think that was Steve who actually did it himself, actually. That one. Shit. Yeah, it's you an old that. graphic that already exists. like a photo from Adam's family still. And I think he just outlined it and then printed it out and made that the shirt. Hi. <laughs> okay, that's sick. Yeah. I think we're going to be start doing this to bands and stuff, honestly. Yeah, well, there's a Lucid Smog Disorder shirt that's coming out very shortly with uh, my graphic on it. Um, Ooh, the, the, the next single by the Gens, I did their album art, so that's coming out. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm going to be working with Black Budget a little bit coming up and a couple other bands, so 
Stay tuned. Yeah, no, I, I want to be like that guy who's just like his art is every band in Toronto, like eventually, like. Me too. Me too. That's the thing. Like, it's like well, why are all these album covers the exact same style across the city? Like, what happened? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh my gosh, it's Sam yeah. on the ground. It's Sam breathing. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I'm also talking with Bioctopi as well, so like, uh, hopefully something good comes with them. You know, like, I'm excited. You know, and maybe doing Mendoza's next uh, work too. So, Mendoza? the, Mendo the Mendozas. You don't know them? I don't think I've heard of them. Have they played uh, an show? I've definitely mentioned yeah, like. I think so. I think so. Uh, they're, they've been around for a while. The Mendozas. They're like. Uh, Pretty well known, I guess. Okay. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard the name. Like, it mm -hmm. sounds familiar, but I'm really not, like, too, like, you know, familiar with them as a band or anything. Yeah, they're, they're fun. I mean, there's a lot of Simpsons references, and they're at all the shows. Like, they're at, like, they were at the Bovine, and they were at, like... The, okay. Yeah, like, they're, you'd recognize them for sure if you saw them, like... Okay, sick. So, like, I'd probably recognize something. That's yeah. Pretty, pretty toy. Well, something like something I think about a lot is just like how much I don't know. Like, you know, whenever people bring up bands to me that I don't know, it's always like, yo, there's like so many bands out there thinking about mm. like, I've never been to Hard Luck. I've never been to a hardcore show in Toronto. Like, there's still so much I haven't done yet. So I'm really mm. excited to open up again. Yeah, absolutely. No, I remember like when I was in the old punk scene, like the 2016 punk scene, it was night and day difference. Like, the way everybody acted was, like, um, it was almost like an elitist mentality. Like, if you don't think my way, get the fuck out kind of thing. Yeah. Which is I, very uh, different from now, which is just, like, let's all make music, baby. That's, like, yeah. <laughs> which is how it feels right now. It's, like, let's all hang yeah. out, have a beer, have some laughs, yeah. and mosh around a bit, you know? Exactly. Uh, like, well, again, like my buddy who was born in 84, you know, he's really seen, he's like born and raised in Toronto. So it seemed like the scene change and everything. And he was talking to me too about how like, after COVID, everyone's actually appreciating the music they go to see instead of like, just showing up at shows and having their arms crossed the whole time. And like, not thank you. Having fun under the guise of like being cool or whatever. Like, it's yeah. definitely a lot which good thing and a bad thing, I guess, you know. Yeah, I remember they thought it was a narc when I first showed up to the punk scene. But oh, I yeah, to... No, because I was like a nerdy dude. I'm not like your conventional punk where I'm wearing like ratty clothes and like fucking mohawk and shit. I'm not like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm not that way. And if I did that, I'd... I feel like if I did that, I would just be a bigger poser than anything because like I'd be trying way too hard to blend in. It's like, hey, I'm going to go buy, like, I'm going to go get wardrobe just to fit in with you guys like fuck that no so i remember i just kind of showed up because i was doing youtube videos at the time record reviews i'm like okay. and i was like there's really no good place in toronto to buy hardcore punk records or like see bands now at this point and it was true to some extent but some guy commented you should check out fave void records on uh, college in ossington okay which was kind of like uh the meeting center for all the Toronto punks at the time, you know. Okay, sorry. What, wait, what was it called? Faith Void. Faith Void. Yeah, based on a record. Uh, I think I have it right here. Uh, <laughs> it I was. was like, I was a couple of days ago, and I don't know if I remember seeing it. Oh yeah. The Faith well, Void. <laughs> this record. That's 
That yeah. is so cool. Yeah, the Nimbus store after this 80s hardcore record from Washington, of all things. <laughs> um, but yeah, basically, I just show up. I was like, fuck it, I'll buy some punk records. I'll just go there. And uh, I walk in, and it's just this Vietnamese guy, just with a leather jacket, big spiky hair, just like sitting there looking at me like... And uh, it was kind of awkward. I just kind of came in with this big, goofy grin on my face. And I'm just wearing nerdy clothes. like, And the guy's like, just gives me this look like, who the fuck are you? How did you even find this place? Like, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like such a square about everything. They're like, oh, he's a narc for sure. Like, he's here to like, he's a cop, 100%. You know. <laughs> yeah. And I, I got that. I've always been the opposite. Like, I feel like, especially in high school, people would look at me and probably think, like, yeah, I'm just a criminal. Not as much as a cop, but I definitely, I'm more, <laughs> I give off the cop vibes. I, I give off, like, the criminal vibes, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, like, it, you give, I don't think you give off a criminal vibe. Thanks. I can't. <laughs> no, you just seem like the, I'm fun and I like music vibe. <laughs> I never got I never got a criminal vibe. I always got the yo homie, what's up kind of vibe. Yo homie, what's up, man? I miss shows so much. Like one of the last shows I went to, December fourth, it was yeah. a Kill Room Four show, and so many people I knew were there. I love the feeling of like people who you don't know are gonna be at the show, and then you see them, you just freak out. That's yeah. like the best thing ever. I miss it so much. I remember I saw. Parliament Owls at Sneaky D's. And I remember my friend from Barry was there and I saw him and I was just like, what the fuck are you doing here? It was amazing. Yeah. I miss it so much. Well, like earlier this week, you weren't in the video, right? The Save Toronto Music Venues PSA, right? No, I wasn't. Uh, but I fanboyed so hard when I saw that code from Sum 41 was in the video. Yes. I was like, what the fuck? that they were making that or something like, with SUV stuff, like, I feel like I got to make a couple steps just to become more involved because whenever I'm, like, basically if I'm out shooting shows, I probably won't really be responding to DMs or anything, but if I'm home, I'm either editing photos or really depressed, so I'm probably not responding. Uh. <laughs> oh, I know. Wow, poor little MT. But, like, I'm really bad at keeping in touch with people, but I've been thinking for the past few weeks, like, I really want to involve myself more in STMV stuff and, like, helping make posters and planning shows and stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah 100 percent, and like, i totally get that and it's it's crazy because like uh you even think about this time where you're like away from the venues you think about this downtime that we have to like do other our, our work you want to fill in as much project and as much uh work as possible but sometimes you're just not even in the mood like exactly exactly like, like i've been doing all this I've been doing all this art shit out of my condo and i'm like fuck do i really want to do this now i'm exhausted like <laughs> I get it. I totally get it. And, like, it was hard to find motivation, too, if there's nothing going on. Like, right when stuff shut down, I had already been sick. I don't – it wasn't COVID. I was sick with something for a week. It was really bad. I was, like, yeah. super congested, like, coughing attacks, sneezing, throwing up, like, headaches, everything, fatigue, yeah. whatever. And then after that, I got COVID. So, like, I was just in my house completely alone for, like, a few weeks, and it was really depressing. But I just remember having absolutely, like, no motivation to edit photos. I might have edited, like – I know I forced myself to edit one photo at one point, but, like, just no motivation. And that's kind of the tough part in all of this, but also it helps me do photography that isn't show stuff, which is nice. 
Yeah. Well, no, it's good to expand your horizons too. Like I could tell you this much, like back when I was in college, like when I was studying graphic design, I got into artists like Raymond Pettibon, the guy who does like the black flag stuff and uh, KMFDM's artwork, like, and they always use ink like to do their art. Okay. But nobody was using ink in designs like in 2011, 2012, like nobody. Like, yeah. so I remember my teacher, he's like, Joe, for the love of fuck, stop using ink on all your work. Because <laughs> it's graphic design, it's not illustration. You're supposed to use Photoshop and vector and photo editing. Why are you using traditional brush ink? It looks messy and no one's going to hire you. And, you know, he was right. 100% he was right. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, it's, it's true. It was true. Like, you need to be able to adapt and try different things and diversify yeah. your work. But at the same time, still establish your style and harness your craft. Like for me, like your your best work, in my opinion, is your show stuff. I think it's amazing because it's something you're passionate about. Yeah. But I think you're going to find a lot more work if you expand into other fields too. Like I know that's the thing. I'm just so stubborn. <laughs> like I'm very stubborn. I have a portrait shoot later on. Actually, yo, Michael, what's up? If you're still watching this, I'm doing it with uh, Zara, but like. I might have a portrait for you later on. I did some headshots for my buddy's LinkedIn. Like, I'm yeah. trying to expand. Again, it's just hard to stay motivated, especially like right now. I actually do owe my mom a bunch of money. Now that I think about it, I owe my mom yeah. like a bunch of money. But like, I, I, I'm living at home. I don't really have bills to pay, so it's easy for me to kind of put all this off, even though I know I shouldn't be. Yeah. But I, I, I may have a job for you coming up, though. I'll take it. Thank you. Yeah, and I'll tell you what it is. You remember that mural piece I've been working on? Like, you've probably yeah. seen me posting it. Well, right now, it's like, I'm sure you can see it right there. It's like stuck behind my couch. You oh see that? The problem is this thing is a pain in the ass to, like, deliver or move anywhere. Like, it's huge. Yeah. And eventually, I'll need someone to take an extremely high-quality photograph of this thing to get all the line work. And you're the first person I have in mind for this. So, like, eventually, when I get to that point, I'll need your help with that. Yeah. If you're game, like, it's it's an easy project, but like, don't worry, do not worry. So yeah. the before it actually broke, so I couldn't like put a flash on it. But the new camera I got, I can put a flash on, and I've been mm. doing shoots with it, and the, the lighting's like super creamy and juicy. So I know, I know. <laughs> what the fuck? The lighting is creamy and juicy. It's so creamy. Like. <laughs> That's the only way to describe it. I don't know. The first time I like saw photos taken with an external flash, like bounced off the ceiling or whatever, two years ago, my yeah. first thought was like, "That looks so creamy." Since then, creamy is just the word I used to describe it. Like Wednesday, Bender knows. I was at their practice, and I was like, "Guys, it's so creamy." You know, my buddy Dan knows. My buddy Luke knows. Whoever I've done shots with recently, like they know about the cream. They know about the cream. I don't know. I just found it funny. Like. It's like your new uh, slogan. Hey, have you guys heard about the cream? You want some yeah. shots, homie? <laughs> Hit up MG. <laughs> no, uh, no, it's, it's, it's fucking hilarious, though. I mean, um, no, no, the styles that we had to adapt to eventually. No, and I remember this. I actually did stop using ink for like 10 plus years. Years? Oh, gosh. Yeah. No, and it's funny. This guy was a punk rocker, like eight, 1980s punk. Like, he, went to, he got his nose broken at an exploited show in, like, 82 in Toronto. Oh. He got kicked in the face by Henry Rollins, like, when he did this. So, like, a bunch of things happened to this guy. He had, he had one of those, like, six-foot mohawks. Like, and this guy was my teacher, like, my prof for, like, design. That's it. 
And I knew he was a punk when I showed up to school and they were my black flag tee and he's like, hey, black flag, my war. Fuck yeah. <laughs> it was like, I don't know. See, the thing is like, I don't know much about graphic design at all. It does interest hmm. me. But I don't know much. I've seen like videos of people making logos and stuff, but drawing in Photoshop seems so annoying. Like having to get it every individual shape and like scale it and all that stuff. Yeah, that, that's, that's my field. That's what I do. <laughs> I mean, like, this is the kind of stuff I'm mostly known for is, like, photo editing mixed with, like, illustration and color. Like, yep. this is, like, the book I'm putting out not too long from now. So I'm hoping to have these for sale. But, Interesting. But, yeah, like, taking an existing photo, taking it out of whatever element it's in, and then adding the crazy stylized color, and then mixing it up with the abstract backgrounds, like... Ah, uh, fuck. I find a good example. Oh my god, dude. Like this I kind of shit. But yeah, like this is the kind of stuff I study, like color theory, layout, that kind of thing. Um, but traditional ink illustration is not typically used. Like it's it's not a sellable thing. And most of the money in design is dealing with corporate. Like, oh, you're never going to work for BMO if you're going to be like, well, I don't want to work for BMO. Like, <laughs> yeah. like Gosh, yeah, shoot myself in the dick every time I go to work. Like, like <laughs> what so, font should I use? The same everybody else is. Like, <laughs> like uh, that's why I really like what I like about the music scene is like you can actually like make money and grow in your career by doing stuff you want to do. Like, you're getting mm -hmm. work doing stuff. Meanwhile, yeah. yeah, like maybe like like CIBC might not hire you for any stuff. Like, there's always bands out there who want stuff. Another yeah. thing. There's no point trying to be competitive with artists in the scene because no matter what, there's always going to be enough work for everyone. You just have to stay, like, good You have to look for it too. But like, here's the thing is you could still do the corporate work and you could still do the traditional kind of design, but you could also do the crazy artsy stuff on the side as well. And, and that's exactly what I do. It's like uh, you, can, you can find that balance of growing with your style and doing the stuff you want to do along with doing the shit that you don't want to do, but will make you get paid. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah exactly. It's just, uh, I find like finding, oh fuck, I find out finding that balance, like a lot of, a lot of the reason people go to school for photography and stuff is like the connections and everything. But I, I find like, it's not, you know, as easy to do that if you're uh, like just going through the music scene or whatever. So yeah. I've been thinking about reaching out to call it, like Humber and stuff and like trying to get into fashion photography actually. I think, I think you should. The Vogue would be sick. Yeah. Well, next time uh, one of my work needs an event photographer, I'll keep you in mind for sure because they will pay you. Hopefully, there will actually be people there. At this one and, too. And, and it's all like fancy, preppy, rich people like Lamborghinis and shit. So uh, like you know that they're gonna pay like. <laughs> Oh my gosh, amazing. That's like, that's the thing. Like, yeah, I've uh, yeah. been thinking about like, well, not thinking, like, I've like kind of decided like I'm going to like up my rates a little bit because I just realized like mm. lots of shows. Like, if I ask for, uh, like, say I make 50 bucks at a show in Hamilton, I'm spending 40 bucks getting like there and back from Toronto, yeah. you know, and then I'm spending another like 20, 30 bucks getting to Toronto from Ajax and back. So, like, I've definitely realized I have to pay more attention to the actual financial aspect of it. I just love it so much, and I don't like thinking. So, yeah. But down the road, you definitely need to, like, make money on what you do and what you love, you know? And it will make it more fun, too, because you're like, I don't have to stress. I can focus on doing what I love, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, well, even, like, the headshots I did for my friend Thursday, like, 
I hit him up and I was like, yo, like 30 bucks is fine for this. But then I realized to get to Toronto, like to get to his house and back is like 25 bucks, you know? And he yeah. tipped me, he tipped me cause he's a legend, but like, I, I definitely need to start paying attention to stuff like that, especially if I want to move out and like not be stuck in Ajax anymore. Yeah. A hundred percent. You know, it's, um, it's just crazy, but like I, I can, I can definitely see you doing event photography. Like I can see you like at a, like a wedding taking photos. Like, yo, look at you guys, homie shit and stuff taking photos. <laughs> and like the ushers, like, is she, is she serious? <laughs> <laughs> well, again, like the thing that scares me about weddings and stuff, it's just like you I can't like can't fuck up professionalism. I'm not gonna deny it, like. I want to be there. I want to joke around and have fun and do what I'm passionate, or like do what I'm passionate about. So like, I'm really not the best at being professional. Tripod, external lighting, all that well, stuff. There's one. There's one thing you need to fear about doing uh, photography at a wedding, and that's the okay. bride. That's the bride. You don't want to fucking piss off the bride, and she. The bride is a perfectionist, and you've got to be very careful. Um, not to fuck up any of the shots, and you got to make sure that she's happy, and that's very difficult to do. Because the bride, you got to think about it from her perspective. It's the, her biggest day in her life, at least that's in her mind. Like, and she's high tempered and high maintenance, and you have this event photographer, and if she sees you goofing around or like making jokes, <laughs> you're in big trouble. That's, that's <laughs> I was literally another issue with wedding photography, like. I like I have epilepsy, so like legally, like I'm not gonna ever be able to drive. Yeah. So like, like I won't actually be able to make my way out to these weddings. But my wonderful, amazing friend Dex, he does videography and he wants to expand. So we're thinking of like partnering up and like tag teaming weddings and stuff. So hopefully that'll work out, and I think that'd be awesome because he's a great yeah. guy. You know? Well, I was given two pieces of advice back in uh in school for design and marketing. <laughs> and the teacher was like, okay, there's two clients you don't work with. Family <laughs> and weddings. <laughs> Those are the two people. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, family, they expect you to do shit for free for them because they're family. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, but I'm your uncle. Like, you can do this for me. Like, <laughs> like you know that's going to happen. They're going to take advantage of you. Um, and yeah. weddings, you know, you have to deal with Bridezilla. So, like, do you really want to deal with Bridezilla? Like, no, well, you don't. I don't know, like. Plus, uh, I don't know. It really depends on the day. I find for the most part, if someone comes at me being pissed, like, I can, like, just, like, talk it out with them. But also, yeah. sometimes, like, I don't have time for that shit. And, like, that's what worries me, you know. Mm -hmm. But I'll, like, if I ever end up tag-teaming a wedding or doing anything, I'll, like, you know, I'm just, like, it's the type of thing, like, I only want to do band photography, live band photography, and I love it so much. But also, I know bands are, like, like, it's expensive being in a band, and they're not getting paid enough, and, like... I've they're not going to pay you enough, for sure. Well... They, they don't they're, they're not going to have... They're not going to have disposable income. That's the thing, right? Yeah, like, I've had bands, like, not... Like, it's not like they haven't paid me, but, like, they've had to wait, like, a week or something to pay me because I have to pay for rent or, like, afford food, and it's, like... It's the type of... Or it's the type of thing where it's, like, there's, like, an ethics thing there, too, where I'm, like, trying to figure out, like how much is right to charge and then maybe is it a bad thing if i if i charge a bunch of money for a portrait shoot for someone who's not in a band like i don't know yeah well i deal with the same issues doing design for bands right it's like yeah. i i need to make money doing what i do but a lot of these bands have no money and yeah. how like, it makes me feel morally guilty to like charge a band a certain amount of money and then charge the next band less because they don't have as much 
Because then that original band might find out and be like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And that's a predicament that I've always had difficulty with in my my line of work. Yeah, because we want to be fair, you know? Yeah, and other than that, it's like a lot of these bands have their own designer or they'll do shit themselves. So oftentimes, um, I'll do a shirt graphic, but I won't get as far as doing the album cover or like doing like something big because they have their own guy usually, 99% of the time, you know. But things are different now. <laughs> things are 100% different now. Like I'm actually working directly with a lot of these groups, so it's, it's good. I know, right? It's, yeah. it's been really weird since COVID, too. Like, I just, like, this complete transformation of everyone I know. Like, you know, like, I didn't know you before COVID, but, like, I kind of, yeah. like, caught into, like, the STMV scene, like, the hardcore scene. Again, I was, like, 17 when I had to stop shooting shows, so I wasn't going to any bigger venues. So I kind of, like, popped onto the hardcore scene and just started meeting people and was like, yo, what's up? We're friends now. Do you want to hang out? And, like... It's all been, like, super sudden, transformative. Like, there's so many people who I would see all the time before COVID that, like, I don't see now. It's really weird, you know? Yeah. 100%. And it's it's kind of bizarre because a lot of the people I knew from the last wave around of the punk scene I went to, I don't even know what they're doing anymore. And they're not yeah. around. Like, they're not at the shows now. Like, you never see those people. Yeah. A- and, like, I find, like... Lots of people, like, you know, with COVID, they're just fine not going to shows anymore. You know, there's a few mm. people I know, like, I'll invite them to a show, and they'll be like, you know, like, oh, like, you know, I don't know these bands, or like, you know, like, whatever, whatever. It seems like there's a lot more people who are fine not going to shows now, and I'm not sure, like, I guess, like, I don't, I don't know how I feel about it, I guess. It's cool. Well, <laughs> it was a lot like that when I was in college. Like, I'd invite my friends, who were mostly, like, nerdy people. Like, they don't want to go see live bands, you know? Like, I'll be like, yeah, let's go see uh, fucking Black Flag at the fucking Dakota this Friday. And like, nobody wants to go. Like, so you end up with, like, just the same 20 people who show up at venues. That's kind of how you build a circle, though, too. And they, nice. and they all have their arms folded, and they're all looking super serious, and none of these people want to hang out after. So it's like, yeah, it's a, it was a very different vibe, like, early 2000s, early 2020s and early 2010s, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, people are just a lot more, like, great. Friendly. Thing I noticed with COVID, this is something I ended up saying to my uh, buddy Phil, but I remember, like, Something I've really noticed with COVID, once you're trapped inside for a long enough amount of time, like time feels worthless, if that makes sense. It doesn't seem to matter. Does that mean anything? I don't know. I don't know. I think it's just people appreciate now going to, the opportunity to go out. Because I think when you take a privilege away from somebody, you take away a freedom off, off of someone, and then all of a sudden they have it back, then they will exploit that shit to craziness you know like i'm gonna party as hard as i've ever partied because i couldn't yep for sure like i was at a show and honestly like it was super fucking fun it was an amazing show but it kind of went to shit a little bit because lots of people seem to still be in that state even though it was a december show like shows have been back for like four months at that point i think but like a lot of people were like there's still like this buzz a lot of people have and like you know, sometimes people can't always control it. Like, I've been at shows where, like, fights have broken out and stuff. But, mm. again, like, music's kind of a drug to people, I find. And <laughs> I, I, for the most part, I think it's cool. Uh, but sometimes people can definitely, like, get into, like, aggressive states that aren't healthy, depending on what they're listening to, what the lyrical content is, stuff like that. Yeah. No, I definitely agree that, like, um, 
And I remember some shows would get pretty violent. Like, even looking back, I've never seen violence at a Save Toronto Music Venues show ever. But No, same, same. Those shows are always chill. Always nice people, you know. It's a, it's a good community, I think. Yeah, I distinctly remember this one uh, punk. Her name was Sadie, I believe. And uh, she was in this band called Triage. Whoa. You know Triage. Oh, I thought you meant she went to the emergency room. I was like, what? Oh, she did. She did, but <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> you know, look at her face right now. They recorded all their music in the emergency room, actually. No, there was this kick-ass band, Triage. They were like a crossover thrash band. They put out this really great record in 2016 called uh, Power Beat. And they were like Toronto's next big thing. Like, they were going to be incredible, like... They sounded a lot like uh, Die Alone, actually. But oh, okay. They, they, they were great. They were phenomenal. And uh, they had this guitar player um, who was a trans woman named Sadie. And Sadie was, like, insane. Like, violent insane, like, yeah. in the mosh pit. Oh, yeah. um, and the, Sadie was the first person I met in the Toronto hardcore scene, other than Ryan, this owner of Fave Void. And, and Ryan was, like, chill, and Sadie was, like, ultra friendly like i go to the records and sadie's like oh you should listen to discharge <laughs> like super super friendly right smart discharge i heard that yeah i know but uh the thing with sadie was sadie was about my height like six foot two uh, yeah and had, I, and had, I, I remember meeting her at a show at Duffy's cabin really okay i think yeah, i think i did because uh yeah i think i remember her hanging out with a, like some other people and there's this band from philly i think playing called bandit the fucking insane but I'm okay. pretty sure I remember meeting her there, now that I think back on it. Really? Because she kind of disappeared for, like, four years. That's why I'm, like, surprised, like... This was 2018, I think, 2019, maybe. Maybe it wasn't huh. her, but, like I, I, like, I have a feeling it was. I remember I met, like, this super tall, like, chick who's, like, 6'2", like, like, you know, she's on a top. I don't know, like, maybe it wasn't her, but... Yeah, I think I might have a photo of her, actually. Like, uh, I have this old book, Feeding Time. Uh, okay. And this was around like the time I was in the scene, and uh, actually I made a couple of these, and they're embarrassing as fuck. I'm not gonna share those, but <laughs> like, oh, you have, like the baby face. No, because I'm like six. Because I'm like no, because I'm like sixty pounds heavier than I am now, and like it's embarrassing yeah. as fuck. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> I guess in high school I was like a lot heavier than I am now, and then I started oh, yeah? working on the Yeah, and then I stopped working out, but like. I remember grade 10, I was going through like a rough time, and I remember I just sat in my house and I like stoned all day, and I was just like, man, I'm bored, I'm going to eat a box of mac and cheese, and I ate a bunch of weight. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Weed, uh, it'll do it to you, you got to like watch it. Wait, I think I found them. I found a picture of uh, the band. I'm not sure if you can see this, but... Okay, that's Triage. So the singer, that's Leah, she was in a VCR and a okay. bunch of other bands and that's uh sadie with the guitar okay i don't actually think i've had sadie cause, yeah okay. so uh basically um ryan the singer is like yeah that's sadie sadie's in like the best band in toronto triage you'd love them i'm like okay so he kind of like did the salesman thing you're not a real punk if you don't buy their seven inch so <laughs> like all right <laughs> That's it. Take it, take it. I was dealing with like poser crisis because like I'm kind of a big nerd and I was kind of new to the scene and I didn't want to feel left out. So I'm like, I guess I have oh. to buy it, you know? Oh. <laughs> but he fucking you got me every time. Ever, dude. Wear your polos wherever you want. Yeah, exactly. But basically what happened was um, 
I go to a show, and I can't remember what band was playing. It might have been a bar. It may have been a Ultra from Spain. They came to Fate Void. Ooh. Yeah, and uh, they were playing and moshing and stuff. And there was this bathroom which is right next to the stage. And I just see this door open, and Sadie kind of just emerges from the bathroom, like, <laughs> like huffing and puffing. And Sadie was like a freak of nature. She was like six foot three. She had one of those fucked up punk cuts at the top with the mullets. Oh, hell yeah. I uh, crazy, uh, crazy, cra- but like Frankenstein-ish. You know, like the Frankenstein monster, how he has that, like, <laughs> you know, yeah. like fucking fucked up cut that goes on? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, did you want- yeah, so Sadie was fucking scary. Like, you did not want to fight this person. Like, uh, she's kind of like, I emerges. Want to snake, honestly. I want to she, be like Sadie. She just, like, emerges from the bathroom, like, huffing, like she's going to murder someone. Like, <sighs> You know, and I'm like, oh shit, some shit's about to go down. She <laughs> immediately charges into the mosh pit and just punches some guy in the face. <laughs> like, not even like moshing. This person starts bleeding and like falls to the floor. And I'm like, oh shit, dude, I don't know how to feel about crowd I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. There's this thing I have within the hardcore scene, and lots of people are super aggressive moshers. And like, I've been like hit before, like taking photos in the pit, but my thing is like, as a mosher, pay attention to photographers, but also as a photographer, I need to be paying attention to moshers too. But yeah. I've just noticed in certain pits, like people will be fine just like punching you multiple times. And it's like, you know, I'm here at this point, you know, you don't need to keep swinging at me type of thing. Like, yeah. I just, my, my, my view on it is just like, just like try to remember this could be someone's first hardcore show and they might not want to get punched, you know? Exactly. Like, That's but like I'll- my thing. I was like so shocked at it though. I was like, what the fuck did she do in there? Did she like take PCP and just come out and just start like going nuts on people? <laughs> like, no, like what the heck? I wonder if he did something to her. I've like, I remember I was at a show and I like, dude, I saw my ex and I ended up like punching him in the face a few times and like, I'm bad. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, dude, go it ahead. It was an entire mess. And it, like, honestly, like the whole situation, like, the nitty gritty of it is like super personal, but yeah, Cliff Notes, like I punched him in the face a few times and like I've been at other shows, like I was at another show and some dude did like some fucked up shit to me when I was like 16 and he was 20, so in the middle of the crowd I like just started like going off on him, like yelling at him and he ended up leaving right after. Like, I wonder like if there was a reason that she punched him in the face or not, or if she was just feeling a little silly and goofy. No, she was, just, she went just totally one to 100. Like, it was insane. Oh That's why I say, say, see, like, I'm, I'm the gentle giant, usually. Like, I'm friendly yeah. to everybody. But yeah. she was, like, Jekyll and Hyde giant. <laughs> Where she'd be, like, friendly, and all of a sudden, she'd just look, become a monster within, like... So, like, fuck you. That's funny. It's no. like, who the hell are you? Like, you're going to put someone in the hospital. That reminds me of one of my bros, one of my homies that shows... I don't know if he wants to be named or not, so I'll leave it to the side. Yeah. But, like, he'll be in the pit, and he'll just be, like, dancing, like, grooving, you know, nothing aggressive. And then out of nowhere, he'll just start, like, running back and forth, like, sprinting full speed, like, swinging and stuff. It's such an interesting thing to see, because, like, I, I don't know what goes on in his mind, but he'll be, like, doing this, and then all of a sudden, he's, <laughs> like, slam dancing. I love it. Yeah, I mean, I'll kind of do that shit. Like, you kind of see, like, my head bobbing, like, all right, I think now's a good time, and I'll just kind of do, like, the skank or whatever, like, the fucking... <laughs> yeah, man. Dude, I love going hard in pits, but I'm not I'm not physically able to go hard for longer than, like, maybe yeah. a bit. 
maybe a minute if I'm feeling ambitious. I don't know, dude. So I remember the the last show I ever saw Sadie or anybody's really ever saw her. Um, was that this? It was at the Soy Bomb. It was the final show. It was a VCR triage. Um, and the crazy spirit came from New York and it was a great show and the mosh pit in the half pit was happening. And there's a great, there's a photo of it. I'm like, <laughs> I look really, it's like the most unfortunate photo of me. Like you'll ever see. It's like, it's taken from behind my back and I'm doing this face. Like, <laughs> and there's like this guy like right looking straight at me, making this face at me. Like I'm going to fucking murder you. Like, <laughs> like right, right up in my face, like in the photo. <laughs> also, so I was listening to like I think I got forty minutes into the podcast you were doing with uh, Jack and Darren, and then someone called me and I got distracted. That's what happens with everything. But yeah, I remember you talk about how there were some photos you hadn't seen of yourself in the pit. So I was actually gonna go through all the lucid smog photos and like send you the ones where you're in the pit. I want to let yeah. you know. Well, he was telling me there's a video with, with the hat in my teeth. Where, oh, I'm like, where I'm like parting the Red Seas, kind of like doing this. And I'm like, I've never seen that. Apparently you took it. So I'm like, I need to I don't, I don't remember taking, like, I'll look back. Unless I took photos, like, like videos I still on my phone. Like, I don't think I took that. It could have been, there's this Instagram account. It's like Blast underscore Toronto. I yeah. His name is Jojo. He might have taken that. And then there's another photographer there named Roy, and they might have taken that. But yeah. I don't think I took that. But I do know there's photos of you in the pit that I'll send you. Yeah, and I've seen the ones that you've taken of me. Like, they're great. There's the one of me, like, with my hat, like, yeah, <laughs> you know. Oh, my God. And remember, I swear, I took digital, like, remember my tiny camera? I swear I took photos of you at the bar on my tiny camera, and then I was looking through it later. I couldn't find them. So I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah, the, the ones of me just posing, like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know like, where they went or anything, but I was looking for those to send to you because I remembered like three weeks after you asked, I was like, oh shit, it's been three weeks, and then mm. I couldn't find them, so I don't know. Also, I found the photo. I, fa I found the fucking photo. So this was Soy Bomb. Yeah. Or the one of the last shows there, I think. So there's Sadie. Yeah. And there's me, fat looking like an idiot. <laughs> and there's the guy like just glaring at me, like I'm gonna murder you. <laughs> <laughs> this is huh? awkward. I don't know how to say this. I, well, I mean, I do know how to say it. I have to piss. So, do I just go and do that? Or how does that work? So, if you want to have a pee break, go for it. And we'll do it back to the commercial messages. <laughs> and, uh... awesome. The thing is, I thought this podcast would probably be about two hours. And I was like, fuck, I know for a fact at some point I'll probably you have, have to pee. pee. That's fine. You know what? Just all you have to do is uh, mute your camera, mute your mic. And if you want, you can turn your camera off. And I'll just talk to the crowd. Okay, I don't know how this works, actually. Um, yeah, there's a, the, oh, micro, the, the button that looks like a microphone. You just press that. I don't know if I have one of those on here. I just have the switch camera button and, like, the filters button. You can see me with a filter, though, if you want. What the fuck? Yeah, all of a sudden, you have a mustache. What the okay. fuck? <laughs> so I think I have to leave and then request again. I'm really sorry about this. Anyway, uh, that's I fine. That's fine. You can do that. You can just say just goodbye. I am and stuff, and I'll listen to it later. Like, oh, yeah, uh, I, I won't. I won't talk shit or anything. Okay, darn it. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'll be right back. I'm so sorry about this, dude. You're timing me. Oh God. Okay, I'll be right back. I'm so sorry. <laughs> All right. Bye, MG. <laughs> See you in a few. Yeah. So that was in no way awkward. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but you know.
MJ's gone. Or MG, I should have called her. Um, yeah. So, okay, of course, this is the pee break, and these are the, the messages of uh, advertising. Now, i got to tell you one thing. Uh, this video is brought to you by uh, Save Toronto Music Venues. So if you haven't saved a Toronto Music Venue, you should by donating to SaveTorontoMusicVenues.com. All, 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 I can't talk today. <laughs> all funds go to saving a Toronto Music Venue. Because uh, during these times, pandemic places can't stay open. Wait, there's no such thing as a pandemic place. Well, technically, our entire nation is a pandemic place. But no, like, small local businesses are not able to stay open during these times. They're struggling. They're not able to pay their rents, of course, because um, nobody's showing up to the venues because everything's closed. So you can support the Save Toronto Music Venues by donating. You can buy a shirt. You can, uh, you know, support a restaurant by ordering takeout. You know, that, these are little ways that you could support little businesses during these times. Um, MJ will be back very shortly. She's just taking a piss break. And uh, this is the commercial messages time. So, we need to have a guest coming on next week. And it's a big surprise as to who. Uh, but you, you'll find out. And uh, they won't be disappointed. They'll pull through. So... Uh, last week we had an episode of Lucid Smog Disorder, and honestly, that was like honestly perfect. Uh, you should go check it out. Listen to the podcast on Spotify, and we'll be uploading our weekly episodes on Spotify. And uh, we're gonna have some interesting guests coming on each week. It won't be just musicians; it'll be like photographers, artists, uh, models, um, comedians, um, anybody who's interested in talking. And uh, it'll be an interesting time. Sometimes I run out of things to say, but that's why I have a guest. Because uh, eventually I do lose my voice, like, I'm, like I am right now. I'm, I've pretty much almost lost my voice. I've been cycling between beer, tea, and water. Now, MG's a phenomenal photographer. I, I've seen her work. Um, she's the best in her craft. And honestly, it's, it astounds me. The stuff that she's done is impressive for someone for her age. And it's incredible stuff. Um, I think she's going to have an amazing career in this uh, industry. Wait, someone's back. Uh, someone's here to trying to join in uh, into the podcast. Uh, I think it was someone who left for a piss break. Uh, now, now they're back. Uh, now here to take the piss on our guests. It's uh, oh hey, what's up, Magic? Welcome back. I heard, I heard, I heard you should be back shortly, and I was like, yeah, it is shortly. I'm trying to like set up my phone right now. It's clearly not yeah. working very. Uh, the entire time I was looking at my watch and doing this. <laughs> no, it's, uh, I, was, I was trying really hard to go fast. I was using all my muscles. <laughs> my, my, my urethra muscles. They're my sweating. <laughs> yeah, so I was going to continue and tell you what happened, but like, uh, I'm at Soy Bomb in that mosh pit that you saw on the photo. And yeah. I'm, go I'm, go I'm moshing extra hard, right? And afterwards, Sadie kind of confronts me. Here, have a seat with me. We need to have a talk. And try to have a heart-to-heart -heart with me, right? Show. Okay. I know you want to mosh. I know you want to be part of the scene, but you really got to be aware of your size. You can really hurt somebody. <laughs> this is Sadie telling me this, the person who punched the person in the face. <laughs> and I'm like, really? You're telling me this? Like, you put somebody in the hospital, like. She's like boxing people in the face. She's like, hey, you got to watch it. I 
Man, that's that's pretty funny. I don't think I've ever really like been in too many pits where there's someone who's like huge but not aware of how like hard they can knock people. I find I've been yeah. in like really good pits. I was I went to knock loose. I saw knock loose live. That oh. pit was definitely intense. I remember mm. like again like with lots of pits like I just want to like if I'm if I'm moshing it's the type of thing where it's like okay if this is someone's first show I want to make sure they're comfortable. That's kind of the mindset I have. Yeah. So I was at Nautilus. This was my first big pit. They were playing at the Phoenix. And I just remember there's this dude. He was like this big guy. He said he would be my pit buddy. And I was like, okay, trust you. You know, I've never been in a pit like this. Keep me safe. And then five minutes later, he has this dude like by the collar, just fucking socking him <laughs> in the face. So yeah. Like, and I'm like, dude, pit buddies don't fight. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> you know what you should have said? Uh, you should have yelled pit stop at him. Pit stop! <laughs> yeah, that's that's, uh, that's intense. Pit stop, bros. Dude, you know, I want to front the hardcore band. If any, if the pit ever, if anyone's hurting each other, if it's actually getting toxic, I'll be at the front. Pit stop! <laughs> That'll be the name of our band, our grindcore band that we're gonna start. Because we're gonna do oh, what? Na- we're gonna do like joke napalm death style songs, right? That's- <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. Our set yeah. would be like three minutes long. It's awesome. Yeah, I like it. Uh, uh, Zam on the grab. <laughs> Dude, actually, okay. I kind of want to start a hardcore band and call it Pussy Death. I don't know what it is, but Pussy Death really speaks to me. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it is actually in the plans. Like within the next like couple years, there's not really a rush for this. But I would love to be like performing live on stage, like screaming my heart out. You know, getting yeah. everyone on. Uh, no, I, I, I'm gonna name my band the Craigslist Couches. The Craigslist Couches. <laughs> it's kind of like seems inviting, but it's like sketchy as fuck, and you don't want to like. I have already the names of all the albums I uh, I want to basically create. Um, yeah. The demo would be, hey, try this couch out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the name of the first album would be, uh, come on in, this shit is heavy. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, so many meanings i love it and uh like when the band gets all stale and starts running out of ideas and we need to do a compilation album of b-sides we call it what look at all the shit left under the couch <laughs> that's uh under the cushion. <laughs> yeah i already have the whole career planned out of all the band album titles i would do like <laughs> oh my gosh yeah so then we have to make it a thing you can be the basis yeah, and then, um, <laughs> no, I'm not going to go that far. I was going to say, like, I can't remember what I was going to say. It was, it was inappropriate. That's all I remember. I was like, what the fuck did I, <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Really, like, your filter was just like, no, this isn't happening. Yeah, just so, you, just so you guys know, I'm not actually going to name a band called the Craigslist Couches and then model a career after couch gimmicks. No, <laughs> like, <laughs> I will name a band Pussy Death and I'm going to go hard in the pit, bitch. I've been like practicing screaming, but it's kind of hard because I live at home with my mom, and it's like if I'm in the shower, I'm fine with singing, but I don't really want to hear her making like hear her, like you know, like I don't want her to hear me making like monster noises, you know. So yeah. like, oh, it's just Cookie Monster voices. That's. I mean, if you want to do death metal, all you have to do is sound like Cookie Monster, and and you got it. <laughs> Put that cookie down. I'm learning how to do like that. 
So for those of you just tuning in now, me and MG are competing and by doing a uh, death metal thing. So type something in the chat and we will sing what you're typing in in death metal fashion. Yeah, like the last <laughs> thing in the chat is skull emoji, fire emoji, skull emoji. So you can do like skull emoji, fire emoji, skull emoji. Oh, that's that's more than I was gonna do. I was just gonna do school my school. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, yeah. We can like do duets on stage. There'll be no instruments. Like you can play bass if you want, but other than that, it'll just be us like screaming back and forth on stage. Yeah, I can't do death metal on a bass though. Like I'm, I'm not that good. Like. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Like, oh, oh my gosh! This annoyed me. Okay, I'm hanging with my homie, and like he said, he teach me how to write a hardcore song. But I'm like, look. I get distracted with everything. I'm kind of bad. I'll like interrupt people, which I'm trying to work on, but I'll like interrupt people asking questions about whatever they're talking about. And like, I always get distracted. So then there was like 20 minutes before I had to go. And he was like, just watch what they play. And I was so excited. I thought I was going to learn how to write a hardcore song. I still haven't, but like, you know, I'll make it happen. Do it. Do it. Do what? You can come to the first show. Will you be yeah. the Will you be the photographer? Huh? Will you be my my show photographer for the first show? It's yeah, I'll, I'll do that. Too, you know, like actual material or anything. Oh, do it! Oh, like um, did, weren't you going to do like the alphabet and hardcore style, or like death metal style? Like, that's what we were joking oh, about. Oh, like, yeah, I, I, told, I remember I told you that. I'll, I'll do that later. I'll be like, but yeah, someone already beat us to it. Uh, the band Psycho Stick they did like uh, the ABC Death. Like that's. <laughs> I remember. Oh right, yeah, yeah. 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 They, they did beat us to it. Like they've already yeah. done it. <laughs> I guess you have to find another. Chill. What about like crisscross applesauce? How does that go? That whole thing. I can't even remember it. Like. Like there used to be a full like four four line rhyme for it. Oh my gosh, there it is. There's the burps. There used to be a full like four line like poem for it. I forgot. Now all I know is crisscross applesauce. Hot cross buns. <laughs> <laughs> Do you miss elementary school at all? Huh? Do you miss elementary school at all? No, not in the slightest. <laughs> oh, it was horrible experience. Oh, high school was not so bad, but I miss college. That's what I miss. Like, hundred percent, I miss college because those people like were all into what I was into, and they were all like creative artsy people, and people were they were more mature, you know, like. I think it's because yeah. I went to elementary with all the Geno kids, and I could not stand them. Like the Geno kids. Yeah, because I, I I grew up in North York, right? So there's like Italian Woodbridge types, and like you know. Oh, okay. I most see. mostly douchebags. So I'm like, I fucking hate this. Like. <laughs> yeah, I find every town like I find there's like an like there's like a type in every town or area, I guess. Like Scarborough. Yeah. Like right now, the teenagers are all like. Like Toronto hoodmans and Ajax, like not like everyone's just like they just act like white and wear Footlocker. I don't know, but like I find like yeah. every like every area has like its specific like predominant group. I guess yours were the Jews. Uh, yeah, Ajax, no, there, there's a lot of Italians and a lot of Latino kids uh, in my high school and elementary school. Like that was that was pretty much it. Every That's now and then, cool. every now and then, there'd be the rock person, like because the scene kids were kind of becoming big at that time. Like, true oh my gosh this was like in my high school like i had one friend a year younger than me named roman and he also like roman wait wait is this the same roman that was in the evil boys by chance no he's a year younger oh. than me okay wait how old are you again 
I'm not into you. Hmm. Okay. No, it's not the same Rowan then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. No. I know. It's definitely not. I've only met one Rowan ever. I was like, and he was like a phenomenal guitar player, and like, yeah. <laughs> we forgive you, Hassan. I don't know if you see the chat. He says his battery died. We forgive you. I'm glad you're here. Sorry, guys. My battery died. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's Sorry, guys, my battery died. See me later, Is that your microphone in Tim's cup? Yeah, that's uh, my cup of tea. <laughs> I'm a babe. That's great. That's great. Man, so do you yeah. have, like, favorite venue in Toronto? Right now? Sure, yeah, yeah. Right now, it would probably be the Bovine. I just, I like the atmosphere there. It's cool. I have art hanging up there now, so that's fun. Really? No, because, uh, you know, Jack smashed guitar I drew all over it at the end of the show, and now it's hanging up there as a permanent piece, so. No way! I uh, did not know that. But I didn't get to finish it because I got kicked out. Like, <laughs> like get out. <laughs> and, uh. Too hard, I see. And it, was and it was late, so I was like, fuck, I'm kind of hungry, and I'm kind of stranded. It was cold, and, like, there was nothing going on on Queen Street that night. Yeah. Because we, we were there at the same show, but this is, like, at the yeah. end. Um, so I walk over to the Pizza Pizza. I'm like, oh, they look like they're open. I walk in, it's just life post-modem just hanging out there. I was oh. like, oh, what's up, guys? And I'm like, yeah, I want a slice of pizza. They're like, you can't. We're closed. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> okay, so why am I inside then? Tell me that. <laughs> yeah, like, kick me out then. So it was just Honestly, me. It was just me like and life post-modem waiting for an Uber for, like, the next, like, hour because like it was like closed off and we were like freezing i've never been so cold in my life like i remember there was that construction yeah and it was fucking yeah. cold that day. It was with uh steve and nathan and we were waiting for an uber and i think like two or three drivers canceled on us because they couldn't figure out how to get to like where we were yeah, yeah. it was an amazing show though that like i love bovine too the lighting it's fine it's like better than sneaky d's it's sufficient you know like again, the atmosphere, the bikes hanging up, all the lights, everything. Like it's like it's like an art piece that venue. I really like it. Yeah, I remember when I was doing my college radio, I used to make fun of the Bovine Sex Club just because of the name, because I was immature, <laughs> right? Like I was like, oh, this weekend, Last Bullets playing at the Bovine Sex Club. You fucking perverts. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like fifteen. Someone at the time who I considered my friend, he was like playing there and like. I, I legit thought it was like a sex club because I too. was like, I was like, what? It's like, why would you go there? And I'm like, always <laughs> awkward about advertising it too. Like, hey guys, this weekend, come to the Bovine Sex Club with me. And it's like, that's what people say. It's like, yeah, come to the Bovine. We yeah, all talk so, about the sex part. <laughs> yeah. And for the longest time, I didn't even know where it was or like what it looked like. I was made fun of the, the sketchy club on Queen that had like, no signage and just a bunch of junk at the top. I'm like, that's probably just like a crack den. Like, for yeah. the longest time, that's what I thought it was. I was like, oh, it's a crack den. I'm like, oh, that's the bovine. Like, like, it's my new favorite venue. <laughs> yeah, like on the inside, it's so different from the outside. That's it's a surprising uh, kind of environment. That's for sure. Yeah, honestly, I'm excited to go back. There's uh, this band called. Bird Knives, they had, they were playing at the Bovine and I was supposed to shoot them, but everything shut down. I oh. remember I was so excited for that show too, and like, ah, it's annoying, but you know, stuff will come back. I want to start putting on shows too, hopefully that'll be cool, like I know some people maybe I could work with. Yeah. I want to put on a hardcore show, I think that would be tight. Hardcore shows are good, but just kind of, don't just show up, they're unannounced, because they're just going to think you're a narc. <laughs> 
<laughs> they take their shit so seriously. I don't know if I shows unannounced, but I don't wear that hat. So it's different for me, okay? Hey, I wasn't wearing this hat then either. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Did you hear about the Toys for Tots thing that happened? I really wanted to go. I really wanted to go to that. It was at Hard Luck on December 3rd, I think. No, I didn't. It was like a hardcore show. It was like a benefit thing, too. Mm. For, for kiddos, oh. toys. Oh, did, like you, did, did you hear about that crazy uh, festival that's happening in Vegas this year? I did. I want to go to that, but the thing is, like, I like I've never even left Canada. Like, I have no clue how, but I want to make it there because I feel like there's gonna be like, like something's gotta happen. Like, there has to be some funky shit going down. Yeah, I cannot. Yeah, like people are comparing it to Firefest. Like, I'm not sure if you've heard of that, but yeah, it's I like mean, uh, it's like Woodstock '99, but horrible. Like, it's it like. That's a whole other conversation. No, but... Firefest is like Woodstock '99, but worse. Oh, I thought even I thought even this festival is like Woodstock '99, but worse. And I was like, when we were young, like I don't know if it gets worse. Like I don't know if it can get worse if it's only one day. But you got to you got to think about it. It's like a, I think it's a two day festival, but like the amount of bands that are on this roster are insane. They're all like, they're all like headlining type bands too. For three like, stages, there's only three stages. Three stages across two days. Something's not right here. Like you got. The last, thing, the last thing Live Nation put on was Astro World, where it's like a bunch of people died and like went to the hospital, and like Travis Scott got sued for like two billion dollars. Oh yeah, that show. That was insane. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Like, but yeah, I mean, look at this lineup. You got My Chemical Romance, you got Paramore, AFI, The Use, Bring Me the Horizon, Taking Back Sunday, Dashboard Confessional, Alkaline Trio, Manchester Orchestra, Day to Remember, The All-American Rejects, Dance Gavin Dance, Boys Like Girls. Fuck, I'm exhausted already. It's just like every emo yeah. and pop bunk band that was big when I was in high school are uh, <laughs> playing at this thing. <laughs> like, honestly... I don't know if this is bad, but the thing is, I could 100% see it turning into a total shit show, and that's why I want to go to be able to document it. Like, there's... <laughs> yeah. No, no I'm co- No, she's, I don't like she's COVID. Got, she's got COVID, ladies and gentlemen. She's got... You, had COVID. Be careful. Funny, I got COVID at the same time as my other friends, so then we all hung out on New Year's Eve, and we all Unbelievable. Had yeah, I mean, I had COVID two weeks ago, so that was that was no fun. I got isolated, and... It sucks because I, I, I so badly wanted to leave my house and uh, give someone a hug, but I couldn't do that because <laughs> uh, I wanted to sneeze and sh- in my hand and shake someone's hand and say, nice to meet you. I'm Joe. Uh, of course, carnal desire. <laughs> Cover your mouth. Carnal <laughs> desire. I'm going to sneeze in my hand and then shake yours. It's yeah, just safe place Vegas. But I want to live. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm Vegas kind of uh, scares me. No, I think I would just go drunk in Vegas. I'm, like, I'm just I would lose my health, my money, my like innocence. My innocence is already kind of gone, but I'd lose even more of it in Vegas. That's just, like this festival is kind of the only thing about Vegas that like really appeals to me. And what I was saying was like, eventually, like when I'm in my forties, like I want to go overseas and like do like war photography and stuff. Like I like taking pictures of the stuff people don't want to look at. Yeah. So, like, half this thing could turn into a total shit show is what makes me want to go, because then I can capture it. But, like, I don't know. <laughs> I kind of don't know how to get to Vegas for free, so. Yeah. I'm trying to find Firefest Festival original lineup, because I'm trying to look this up, because it's fucking crazy. So there was an yeah. o- 
there was an uh, there was an island, I guess, that they decided to do this um, music festival, I guess. And it was for hip hop bands. I think it was like Ja Rule and a bunch of other groups like that. Like, but it was just on some random island. And basically, they're like, "Oh, come to Firefest on this island. We'll pay for your amenities. You'll have food, a nice hotel. It'll be like an island party." Yeah. And what people had, what happened was people just showed up, and all they got was like a bologna sandwich and like a shitty hotel room, and like it was, ho- it was horrible. Like nothing was set up yeah. right, and like. <laughs> they were selling packages where you could get like tents and like stuff all inclusive whatever like these big tents and like that like people paid like ten thousand dollars for it and it was just shit like the whole thing it's a scam yeah 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 that's the thing and that's the thing about music festivals like i find like lots of like especially after watching the woodstock 99 one and like hearing about astral fest and everything like there's really not too many events where people are like there's that many people in one place in such an unorganized state. Like, yeah. I find with, like, big, like, even, like, stadium shows or, like, sports events, like, people are, like, they're all seated or, like, they all have their place. But I find with, like, music festivals, because they don't, that's why shit kind of goes crazy. Yeah, and, 100%. Like, oh, my gosh, I'll hold a sign in the street that says free hugs when COVID ends. Oh, my gosh! Did you, did you see that comment? I love yeah, that. I see it. Because I was sick for three weeks. I was, like, just in my house alone really bummed out all i wanted was a hug from someone all i wanted yeah. was to bring someone like yeah. yeah that's amazing that's no, it's kind of funny like i could see this when we were young show going so bad i, I could see like i don't know like, someone gets malaria in the crowd was just a bowl of isis and harambe that's all that happened in 2016 yeah, uh, but no, like something's something's gonna go down. Like there's not gonna be enough food, or this would be over. It's gonna be over capacity, or like uh, half the bands aren't gonna show up, uh, or there's gonna be like an outbreak or something. Or yeah, I could I could see that happening. Like there's way too many people booked here. Me and too, and that's why I keep asking myself, why do I want to go so bad? I feel like I would just get like an, I feel like I'd have a panic attack, but like oh my gosh, uh, also being there, oh. I was at a, so, so I was at. A, yeah. I think out of all these bands, I think I've only seen two of them. I've seen La Dispute play, and I've seen AFI play once. You saw La Dispute when? This would have been 2011, like way back, or 2010 maybe. Oh, how yeah. were they? That's so cool. They were they weren't my thing at the time. Uh, I think because I was I was like into like heavy metal and shit, and like they just came off as like the whiny emo group, and I was like, fuck them. I was like, they suck. I'm like There's something about La Dispute, like. Something about Loudest Fear, it just reminds him, like, his voice, it just sounds like he's running through maple syrup, and I don't know why, but that's what it reminds me of. What the fuck? Um, like, the thing is with Loudest Fear, like, I'm not even, okay, they released this album in 2018, it's called, like, it's such, it's a mouthful, it's called Somewhere, uh, what is it, it's Somewhere Underneath the River Between Vega and Altair, somewhere at the bottom of the river between Vega and Altair. Yeah, album, I see it. It's, like, one of my favorite albums of this year. But it oh. definitely, I get what you mean about the whiny emo thing, too. Yeah, well, I think at the time it was just cool to hate on emos. Like, 2011, like, people just hated them. Like, hated them. Like, if, especially if you were a metalhead. Like, like you're sworn enemies. Like, <laughs> I was looking at my brother's yearbook. He graduated in 2011, and it's so funny how many emos went to, like, my high school at the time. Mm. I was, like, looking at them, like, they had, like, the animal hoodies and, like, the bright, like, straightened dyed hair and yeah. everything. And I was just like, wow, like, 
I, I guess candy wasn't as much of a thing in 2011. Then, but it was candy vibes, though. It was just, like, overall, it was just, like, wow. Like, so much can change. Like, I related to, like, nobody at my school, and it's crazy because I feel like if I was 10 years older, I probably would have, like, related to a lot more people in Ajax and had a lot more friends in Ajax. But yeah. the, the cookie crumbles. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like if I was like, 10 years younger, I would have had a lot more friends in, like, Toronto. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You should just switch places, apparently. Yeah, I was like, okay, like everyone's, like, into cool shit now. That, okay, I see what you mean. That's kind of yeah. funny. Like, we'll switch in the next lifetime. I'll be 10 years older than you. Like, I, I look at these dorky photos of me in high school. I'm like, oh my god, look how stupid I look. And my sister's like, you would have actually fit in now. Like, that... <laughs> I was like, oh, really? <laughs> You're like, okay, well, too late, I guess. Yeah, yeah. like, whatever. It's cool. <laughs> high school was, like, a fucking interesting journey for me. I'll, I'll tell you all that much, but I... <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, how so? Like, what happened in high school? It was, like, so pivotal that the great journey oh, for you lots of stuff so like well okay grade nine like i feel like i was like average like minor niner like i just wanted to be popular and make friends and stuff yeah. but then grade 10 i've been like okay this is like dark shit i've been dealing with depression since i was like 10 but then grade 10 it hit like full force yeah. so i just kind of like, i started hanging out with like shitty people who were nice to me i was like the people who were nice to me like they didn't really want to hang out with me anymore because i changed a lot i was like doing like you know, lots of drugs, pills, oh. like self-harm, lots of bad stuff for like a year straight. But then in grade 11, I started going to shows and doing photography. And then that made me realize like, yo, like there are people like me. I just have to find them. I, a lot of things will just come with time. And then like, yeah. grade 11, 12, I just kind of started moving away from my high school just in the sense of like, didn't like talk to people from shows more, like, you know, kind of distance myself. Grade 12, I was doing co-op. So I ended up like just skipping school in the morning and just going to co-op in the afternoon. So like, yeah, I don't know. High school was a ride for sure. But like, I guess like that's kind of why I am who I am today. If I didn't go through like that year of darkness, you know, things could be different now. I'm just glad I found music and everything. Something to pull, pull me through. Exactly. And I think music is like the best medicine for everybody, you know? Right, right, okay. So remember how I was talking about how, like, that, like, that frontman was hitting my lens with his microphone? I was, yeah. like, so fucking pissed at that. And then I, like, just moshed it out, and I was just, like, dancing and, like, pushing people and, like, swinging my arms around, whatever. And, like, after the set, I was fine. I was totally fine. I was just, like, look, man, like, I get it. You know, we all make mistakes. It's fine. But, like, two minutes after, before I started moshing, like, I was fucking pissed. Like, I might have, like, cussed this dude out, but... It's just like you get you get to move out all the vibes, all the bad energy, you know. Hmm. One hundred percent. I totally get it. And it, sometimes it's an escape for people, you know. Like sometimes you need an outlet uh, and you need a place to go to kind of like feel like there's a sense of belonging. You know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. A lot of people exactly. need that. They need that sense of community and they need that sense of appreciation. And like everyone's there for each other in the pit. You know, if someone falls, they're gonna get picked back up. Like. I've never really, like, I've never been to a show where that's not the case, you know, and I don't want to go to a show where that's not the case. It's like, yeah. you got to stick together. It's juicy. It's juicy. Yeah. <laughs> and it's creamy. It's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You get it. But like, that's... Yeah, like, overall, like, music makes such a big difference. And that's why, like, 
I've been hit by monsters a few times. I remember one of the last shows I went to in St. Catharines. I got like full on, like punched super hard, like right here, and I had a bruise and like like a few days after. But that's the type of thing where it's like there was a girl like slam dancing, swinging and stuff, and I walked right past her. So I kind of deserve to get hit for that. Like I don't oh. even necessarily blame people for not being as conscientious conscientious to the pit because mm. like sometimes your eyes are closed. Sometimes you're paying more attention to the person who's running towards you than the photographer who's behind you. Stuff like that. And yeah. it is such a deadline for people. I always, like, want to make sure, even though I have my camera and my gear and stuff, I don't mm. want to get in the way of people moshing because I know, like, how big of a release it could be, and I don't want to fuck that up for anyone else. Yeah. I think the worst thing I've ever experienced in a mosh pit, I have, I think, two, like, stories. Uh, one was at uh, Down Zoo Park. I was watching Megadeth play. Downsview Park. Yeah, there was a big music festival in uh, 2011. Or it was, no, it was 2012. Uh, it was a heavy metal festival. Best lineup I've ever seen. Like, yeah. uh, it was insane. Two-day festival, and Megadeth was the final band that day. And uh, I'm in the crowd, and this crowd surfer, I guess, somehow ended up in the middle of Downsview Park. Like, not even at the front, like, in the middle. And this guy kicks as hard as possible while crowd surfing, me in the head, just boom. And I didn't see it coming because it was nighttime. It was like dark and like I couldn't see. Oh and I was God. so captivated by the show and I got kicked on the side of the head like. You're just like. It hurt so bad. I was like, just get me out of here. Like. Oh yeah. um, another time was um, at this venue, the Coda. I'm not sure if it's still open. It's at Bloor and Bathurst. It used to be yeah. where, uh, is it still open? I have, I'm 90%, 98% sure it still is. I okay. remember they lift me up and, sorry, me in the chat. I remember they lifted me up and threw me off the stage at the Slayer concert. Oh, really? <laughs> That's, that sounds like fun. Throw it. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, um, I'm at this venue, the Coda, and honestly, my friend, he dragged me to the show because I didn't really like the band that was playing. Uh, the headliner was Black Dahlia Murder. And it, oh, was, okay. and it was not my thing at the time. Like, I liked Slayer, I liked Megadeth, Anthrax, Metallica, that kind of stuff, Maiden. And I, I was not into, like, the scene core, like, deathcore kind of shit at the time. I really yeah. was not. Like, I hated it. I like, yeah. <laughs> uh, But I was like, you know what? This will be fun. Go to a metal show. So I show up, and the opening band was uh, Goat Whore, who's been around for a while. Wow. Okay. I'm, not sure, I'm not sure if you've heard them. They, they're good. That's they they sound like a Celtic Frost, but modern. That means nothing to me, but awesome. Oh, yeah, there you go. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Two amazing metal bands you should check out. Celtic Frost and uh, Goat Whore. But <laughs> Celtic <laughs> Frost is great, though. Like, give them a listen. They're, they're classic. I will. I'm going to ask you for I'm going to, like, hit yeah. you in the DM. Yeah. Some yeah you, you, you recommend me some new shit. I'll recommend you some old shit. But Celtic Frost is great. Uh, they're good. If a band sounds like them, I'm, I'm all on board. So okay. the opening band was Goat Whore, and their singer, I guess, had one of those like, spiky metal gauntlets with the big nails in them. Like, it was like, it was like so huge, right? And uh, I remember uh, one of the bands, um, at least Goat Whore, one of their bands, um, they promoted um, their new album that was out. And on the back of the shirt it said, "Who needs a god if you have Satan?" I think was like one of their lyrics, which is <laughs> the stupidest thing. <laughs> And some oh, guy was. Wait, if you were around in 2011, does that mean you were around for like the whole like edgy like 
hardcore shirt or like a metal shirt phase was like, I don't give a fuck about what you think and like the impact font and like Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. I was there and that's what I'm getting at. The next person's shirt said Jesus is a cunt on the back of the shirt. And I was like, oh, I'm like, come on, you, you can't possibly tell me you walk on the street wearing that. Like, <laughs> I think I have a photo actually of it from that day. I was like, I cannot believe this guy's wearing that shirt. Like, <laughs> I feel like, see, the thing is, like, I don't know, there's lots of, I find Christians can be very bold. And, like, I have, like, you know, my family's Christian and everything. I'm not yeah. saying all Christians are obnoxious, but, like, in, like, Look, if I'm downtown, there'll be like there'll some people there'll be some people who'll be like, repent to Jesus, take this pamphlet, take this pamphlet, repent, repent, repent. And it's like, if I was wearing a Jesus is a monster, like I don't know what like, Survive. Like get past them right? alive. Like, like eat you alive or something. Yeah, and like I, I could not stop laughing. I was like, I cannot believe this guy's wearing that shirt. And then <laughs> Go Horse starts playing and um you know, there was like no mosh pit. And they're they're a well known group. They're not like just some random dive band. Like they have a yeah. following. Uh, they're from Europe, I think. But we're all in the crowd and we're just like watching. And uh, I'm just standing in the middle of the stage. And these two guys decide to like loop their arms. Like one guy's like this, one guy's like this, and they're running around in circles like this kind of thing. <laughs> so they're running around like this, and they're punching full force with their fists oh. just at random people that they're swinging by. So if in two seconds, I end up getting punched in the face, elbowed in the balls, and they get thrown out of the club. If in two oh seconds. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, what a shame of oh my goodness. I've never ever got that show because of that event. That was, uh, I sucked. <laughs> Again, there's, there's so many people in the pit who are used to mosh fits and they're fine with just grabbing people. Oh, there's like, okay, there's like some serious tea that I'm gonna leave. But yeah. like, this one show, like, a fight ended up breaking out, and, like, one of the reasons it started is because of one dude in the crowd, he would just, like, grab people by their jackets and, like, launch them, and these people did not know this guy, and it ended up turning into a big thing, but, like... Yeah. yeah I feel like I'm not, I'm not as much of a grabber. If it's a stranger, I'm not gonna, like, grab a stranger and throw them into the pit, but I will grab my friends and throw them into the pit. Especially if I like a band a lot, I'll be like, fuck you, you're moshing right now, we support the homies. Yeah, I think like the worst thing I've ever seen. Like, I ended up buying this T-shirt. It was um, oh, fuck. This is band I used to like a lot. They're corny as fuck. I mean, I do not recommend them, but like uh. fair share of corny music. I I already admitted I've Okay, this is band Venom. Uh, I'm not sure if you've heard of Venom, but they're like, like yeah, they had their black metal band. Um, and they had their first album cover had like the gold pentagram with the goat head, like all menacing on the cover, and it looks yeah. so fucking cool. Like it's a good looking graphic, and uh, I wanted a Venom T-shirt, and nobody had that shirt. And. Uh, I buy the shirt, and I, I wear it, and I come home in it, and I don't even look to bother to see what's on the back of the shirt, and it's, like, some, like, borderline horrifying shit on the back. Like, it was, like, some, it was like some scripture from, like, the Satanic Bible or something like that on the back, like, something about, there was some, it was, it was, like, something about sacrificing virgins to Satan or something like that, like, so I'm, I'm like, oh my god! You're like, I'm just gonna, like, put a pastor in the or something. Also, wait, okay, Hassan left a comment that said last show at Hamilton, the ceiling collapsed. He's completely true. There's a video, someone swinging from the light, and the whole thing just crashes down. Like, that show was a lot. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I wish I was there, except I would have been the guy that the thing landed on. 
You know what and I think is going to happen one day? I think at the tail of the junction, uh, someone's going to fall through the stage because that thing is like collapsible. I can see that happening. I can totally see that happening. Honestly, yeah. like, I need to reach out to Ash. I've been meaning to do this for like a month or two at this point, but like, I want to reach out to her and actually start like, you know, helping organize shows and stuff because it seems like fun, you know? It would be really yeah. cool. Yeah, I mean, uh, just ask her. She's always looking for a helping hand. And of course, uh, yeah. we got some big things happening in March, especially with uh, bit, Bitch Fest. Bitch I, did, I did the graphic for that, so like, that's exciting. I've, I've, exactly. Did I ever show you it? I think you'd dig it, but. Okay, I, I honestly don't think you did. Because if, if it was like a story post, I could have missed it. I no, I, I haven't posted it publicly. If I did sit, share it with you, it would have been a DM. Okay, send yeah. it to me. I don't think you ended up sharing it with me, but I do want to yeah. see it. Remind me later for sure. But um, okay. I think we're coming close to the end of our show. So, MG. Uh, if there's anything you want to promote or do any shout outs or say where we can find your stuff, please do. Okay, shit. Well, my name is MG. Um, my Instagram, my photo Instagram, at MGM Photo Co. I do live bands. I'm into the punk shit, the metal shit, the hardcore shit. Uh, I'm trying to think. Like, I don't have much to promote, really. Check out my Instagram. I'm building a website. Please, like, I'm so broke. It would be so tight. If anyone wants to shoot, hit me up, please. Please, please, <laughs> I'm desperate. I know that's what you want to hear. Um, <laughs> it's the greatest thing to put out there. Um, but yeah, I don't know. MGM Photo Code, that's my Instagram. My personal Instagram is holy crap, it's MG. Uh, find me at your local hardcore show, your local punk show. Guys, this is why I invited MG on the show. Look at this energy, it's insane. Like. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, I don't know what I did to get here, but yeah. It's amazing. It's contagious. Thank you for coming on the show, MG. Guys, uh, stay tuned. Next week, we have another show coming up. Uh, I got a big surprise guest. Wait till you see who it is. It's uh, it's kind of a big deal, not to Bretton Hodge. I don't know who it is. I'm just, <laughs> I haven't booked anybody yet, but. We don't know who it is. It's kind of a big deal. It's kind of a big deal. Just, just you wait. You know, guys, you can uh, follow me on uh, josephzambri.design. That's where I'll be doing these live streams. Uh, of course, follow MG. And going forward, all these episodes are on Spotify, so uh, be sure to check that out. Give it a follow, and you'll be able to listen to this wonderful podcast there. Oh, my gosh. Hi, Jay. My brother's in here now. It's a little late. We're about to oh, to Jay, you, you missed the show, bro. What the heck, Jay? What the heck, Jay? We're calling you out now on Instagram Live and or Spotify. <laughs> God, Jay, where's Silent Bob at? Who knows, but... Okay, okay. Guys, thank you so much for coming on the show and uh, showing your support. And uh, definitely check out MG's photographs. They're fucking incredible. Uh, yeah, st see you guys at the show sometime. All right, goodbye, um, everyone. Goodbye, good times. Peace. Peace. And also, um, speaking of peace, um, rest in peace, Fred Durst. Rest in peace, Fred Durst.